Oh, what? you're starting the show. What's going on, Brookie Nation? <laughs> We're here. Oh, yeah. We're recording I a podcast. Just, I just started the show cold on Island. <laughs> <laughs> Caught her by surprise. For on, full everybody? transparency, I'm trying to post an Instagram story. You're doing great. I'm very proud of you. Uh, hello, everyone. I am the Mackie Mouse. I am Isla Shikorsky. Yes, you are. And uh, we are Storybrook Circus, your Once Upon a Time podcast. And Part spoilers, time Once Upon a Time podcast. <laughs> we, are, we are punchy tonight, so it's going to be fun. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, good luck with this episode. <laughs> That's, this is a great one to jump in on. Uh, we are watching Once Upon a Time. We are watching one episode at a time. It is the 10th anniversary as of this year, 2021, the year of our Lord. <laughs> what did you, what you said last episode? You said it was BC, and I couldn't remember what it stood for. Before COVID. Before COVID. <laughs> was it really before COVID? Yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, it is, uh, well, Every time it, I reference something, because I keep on talking about how we're going on the cruise in January and how that will be, that was the time period that everything started. Like, this will be the oh, same sailing yeah. um, two whole years later. Right. So I keep on saying, like, yeah, the last time we sailed was BC. Like, BC. That's right. Before that's COVID. Right, that's right. Well, uh, we're not so, in AC yet. Just we're not so we are well, very yeah, like well clear on that. Um, <laughs> whatever the, yeah. The, he is not risen or whatever anybody <laughs> chooses to believe yet. So we're non denominational podcast here, that's folks. True. That's um, true. We are all inclusive here. Um, so we are, we are watching every single episode one at a time. Uh, we are on season two, episode 18. Oh my god, I didn't say. This episode 41 of Storybook Circus. One episode after 40, which is our big milestone. Yeah. You know, Storybook Circus, the exclusive place to listen to Isla and Mackie talk on a podcast. Accurate, accurate, accurate. Full disclosure, we had a full-on Hamilton dance party before Push and Record today. <laughs> Uh, I was waiting for Isla and I thought it would be funny if when she came into the room, I was playing wait for it and then wait for it ended and she wasn't here yet. So I just kept playing Hamilton music. And when she actually entered the room, we just didn't stop playing Hamilton music. So we're kind of pumped on like Hamilton vibe energy right now, which is, which gets us the most pumped out of anything. <laughs> so we're, yeah, this is, this is a different kind of energy, I think for, for Storybook Circus. And I, you know what? I don't hate it. It's I not, would never hate it. It's not the worst. Uh, anyway. I'm about to hit post on this story. It's a story about all of us, by the way. So it's just, all of so us rookies? Like all of us, like anyone listening? Are they included? Yeah, in anyone listening. Any, You're in everyone. on the Instagram story. You're being tagged emotionally. <laughs> in my mind. Uh, this is already just so chaotic. <laughs> I'm really. Wow. You literally point. stole the words out of my mouth. <laughs> What what is this a podcast for now? I wrote if you like chaos, you're gonna love (laughs) CC's episode that drops one day. It's great. We 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 have a we have a good dual vibe going thing. I like this. We're we're on the same page. Um. So (laughs) 
<laughs> I would. This is normally the part of the show where I ask how you are, but I think I know. Great. We're, we're doing fantastic. Great. We're doing. We're you know, non-sarcastic. Actually, I'm. I'm doing okay. Here at Storybook Circus headquarters, uh, we're we're okay. I sh- Isla's doing a lot better than me, and that's why I'm punchy. <laughs> Because I'm overcompensating for a lot of stress at the end of the year. My job gets way worse closer to the end of the year because holidays and projects get crazy. So I'm I'm in it right now. I am in the trenches. However, I think your being good is like melding with my being awful. And I think we meet at the middle at all right. That's where we're at right now. Yeah. <laughs> the average of Storybook Circus is doing a-okay. Um, and the extension of SBC, a.k.a. our spouses, Bart is over here setting up the elephant show. Um, <laughs> you whispered like there are toddlers listening to this show. You never know. <laughs> and he's, never he's pulling out all the stops. He really is. Uh, this is a good opportunity to point out that we are taping the show on video if you are interested in watching our shenanigans. Um, we are on, and Spotify Bart has video. no idea. So just wait for what might go on behind. Oh yeah, so we can see him in the background sneaking around. Uh, unlike last week, where the video got royally screwed up. And thank you to everyone who successfully made oh, last week's release the second highest rated week we've ever had. Ever, ever in the history of this show, even though the video got screwed us of, the video got corrupted. And so we made, like, this past week, we made more visual references than any other episode we've ever done. And two-thirds of the show in video got corrupted, which is the saddest thing to ever happen. But you guys showed up anyway. You really did. You showed up in droves. Insanely. And, yeah, and we're and we're very very thankful that you did. Honestly, we're like this. <laughs> this show is, uh, at least in part, totally dedicated to you, about you, for you. And so the fact that you guys show up all the time is tremendous. And before we get into that, I would just like a little tiny bit of housekeeping. If you're interested in uh, contributing to this show in ways beyond just your listening, we do have a Patreon set up. If you'd like to support us, it's patreon.com slash the SBC pod. And I bring that up because we have Hamilton related media on there. We have lost related media on there, which is directly connected to this show. So if you're at all interested in that extra stuff or simply just supporting us monetarily so that we can continue to bring you this content, that is amazing. Not required, but we're super thankful for all of you who do that. And now that's out of the way. Speaking of being dedicated to you, we get into our first segment. Call the Storybook Daily Mirror. I'm just proud of myself for being coherent enough to like put all that together and not <laughs> trip all over my own mouth. I was not interrupting that. I was like, I'm going to let this, this go because this I, is good. I tried to string it together. So the Storybook Daily Mirror is a, a fictional newspaper in the world of... Once upon a time, in our world, it is our fictional newspaper that you guys out there who are listening, that means you, yes, you, driving your car or doing your chores, or sometimes you're in school not listening to schoolwork. Don't do that. <laughs> Lucas is going to be so mad at me for saying that. <laughs> We're not going to do this again. 
Lucas, I'm not calling you out. I'm just making it's a bit. It's, it's just for comedy. Uh, so it is where you guys contribute to the show. This is our single favorite part of the show. It's why we do the show in the first place. Watching the show later on is just a bonus. But this is why we're here. We want to hear from you guys. We want to know what you think about all the episodes that we're watching. So Isla is going to tell us how you contribute to the Starbuck Daily Mirror and get your voice heard. Isla, take it away. Do you want to have your voice on the Storybook Suckers <laughs> podcast hosted by Isla and Mackie? Well, congratulations. You have won. <laughs> we have a phone number. You can call into that phone number, 207-536-8512. You can text that phone number. We will play the voicemail on the air. We will read the text message on the air and talk about it. We have an email, the sbcpod at gmail.com. We have an Instagram, the sbcpod. You can send us a DM. You can send us an email. We will read it on the air or reply to you. We have Apple Podcast reviews. Please leave us a five-star <laughs> review and write some words, and we will read those on the air. We have a Discord where we would like you to join the conversation, and if you say something so incredibly spectacular, we will once again read it on the air. Love you all so much. Thanks. Bye. Guys, <laughs> Isla does not rehearse this. <laughs> she comes up with this bit in the first two seconds of me throwing to her, and then she has to, she forces herself to commit to that bit for the rest of the whole thing. <laughs> Full transparency. You did great. I'm very proud of Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Guys, I don't know if you know, but I am the best co host in the entire podcasting history. So. There she is. That was, of course, everyone. Uh, One day, maybe somebody at SNL will notice me and they'll be like, you know what? We should bring her on for a night. The and next it would Jenny be a good Slate. time. The next Jenny Slate, eyelash. Uh So that, those are all of the ways that you can get into the story, Brooke Daily Murray. Uh, the, Apple, the Apple reviews are the big one. Uh, the five-star reviews, because that's how other people get to like discover our podcast. So if you're interested in doing that, you know what I just read today, which I didn't share with you yet, Isla, is that I saw uh, a note come in that apparently Spotify is adding podcast ratings. Oh my gosh, sucks for pod- Spotify users everywhere, because now we're going to make them give us a five-star review on there. So apparently, yeah, I, this is so, so Anchor, I, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago, I still haven't figured out like who bought who, but Anchor and Spotify are part of the same company now. So there's a lot of like, they're pushing podcasts on Spotify specifically, they've been doing it all year, and as people, as people who contribute to podcasting on Spotify, among other uh, podcasting platforms we get all these emails all the time about like the new incentives and the new things that they're mm-hmm. doing and i just got that that they're trying to add rate so there's like all sorts of stuff there's subscriptions and there's things we i mean we haven't really dived into it with our particular channel yet but there's a lot of new features that they're really pushing into spotify which is really cool this is hashtag not an ad by the way this is literally just this is just mackie talking about the stuff yeah in his email but box. no i think i think it was spotify that bought anchor because spotify also did the deal with caller daddy this year for 60 million oh Alex yeah Cooper. you're right you're totally right about that yeah so it's actually really smart that that a streaming service like that, right, would would be trying to bring users, and obviously Anchor is like the biggest, uh, uh like podcasting, you know, multi-platform, you know, device out there. So the fact, and that especially they would... branching out from just music, because podcasts yeah. are it now. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like people are turning on a podcast episode 
whether it be your favorite storybook circus or someone else yeah um people are turning on those episodes rather than a song now yeah, which no, is 100%. crazy yeah yeah so um that is that's the thing coming soon i i, I guess I, don't yeah. know, I just read it so if you happen to see something pop up go ahead and give your friends a you know a little review a we'll five-star review if we figure out how to access them <laughs> then we will also read them on the show uh but speaking of the storybook daily mirror in general we do have some stuff to share so we will get into a couple of voicemails that we have so Let's play. Uh, we have our friend of the show, Caroline, who actually uh, called in this pe- actually right after the last one. It was so close to getting yes. into this last episode. But uh, um, so we'll play it for this episode. So our friend Caroline called in with a bunch of thoughts on uh, some of which on Manhattan. So we'll talk about that. What is up, my dude? I'm not really sure why I said it like that. <laughs> Caroline. Um, also, uh, Sounds exactly no, like us. Caroline Null. Um, I know you guys are getting inundated with a lot of voicemails and texts and emails and all that jazz. So I'm going to take this short and sweet because I paused the podcast and it's the Manhattan one and I want to get back. So first of all, shout out to Jordan for coming in clutch with the info. Hey. I mean, I never thought that Jennifer Morrison's character was Zoe, who was going to be the mother. Spoiler alert, I guess. Um, for anybody who hasn't seen How I Met Your Mother, if you haven't, what are you doing with your life? Um, although I think Isla said she hadn't seen it. So it's Isla, me. what are you doing with your life? <laughs> All on Amazon Prime. Um, okay. So we were talking about, y'all were talking about VHSs, and I stopped to say that, um, I feel like even though this movie, this movie, the show came out in, uh, 2011, it made me think of other ABC shows that I would, uh, record on VHS. I recorded TV shows on VHS uh, until I was like out of way out of college. Um, we never had a TiVo. I didn't Same. have a DVR. Same. Until probably like 2015 or 16 or so. So it's it's so crazy to me that there are like adults out there who who never had to feel the struggle of making sure they recorded their mm-hmm. favorite show and that they had a VHS tape that had enough space for said TV show. Mm-hmm. And also that they didn't pull a uh, Ray from Everybody Loves Raymond and tape over something super important like my dad did over my mom's ultrasound of me. Okay, well, thank you and uh, good night and also uh, Grey's Anatomy forever. Okay, bye! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> ultrasounds right came too. on vhs's uh what ultrasound yeah uh i don't know about that but that doesn't make sense because it's all magnetic tape right yeah so like I mean, we used tracks. to tape survivor on vhs's because it would be too late for me and my brother to watch it but we would watch it as a family so my parents would tape it from the week before and we'd play it at like 7 p.m instead of 8 p.m it's actually awesome everything in my house vhs's and cassettes and records i feel so super grateful i that i had access to cassettes and records and vhs's at it like i was i i'm old enough where i'm in that like weird transitionary phase i mean i feel like you are not that young where it wasn't still a little bit transitionary like i feel like did your parents have any of that old like analog stuff at all 
Um, no, my whole childhood was like that. Okay, yeah. So, so you're you're still. You're I still, still have all my VHSs in a working VHS player. Yeah, like, you're I still the right age for that. Have a yeah. VCR. No, I mean my I, dad owned a reel-to-reel player. That's how I, I had floppy disks. Okay, okay. Like real. Wait, 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 wait. Like the plastic floppy disk or like floppy disks that actually floppied. You know what I'm talking about? No, no plastic. Floppy plastic disk. ones. Okay. I'm old enough to know the ones that bend, but that's okay. We're no. not talking about that. <laughs> that's fine. That's Commodore 64 for you, for you old folks out there. <laughs> that's the the floppy disks that were they were called floppy disks because the plastic was so thin you could bend. You could like they were like paper. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I had everything like from plastic floppy disk, but like so I grew up with VHSs. We my parents still don't have DVR. They yeah. Just, Either it's either on or it's not on. You know what I mean? Well, like streaming kind of killed DVR too. You don't yeah, need to tape that's anything. True. If, you know what I mean? Like that's not really TiVo. Yo, TiVo had had the lock on television recording. Like DVR is a part of like cable packages, but like yeah. TiVo was like the premium. And now that everybody has streaming and people are cutting cable, like TiVo's done. <laughs> like why would you get TiVo and you get Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus? Paramount Plus, those four would give you two major networks. That's CB- Hulu is NBC, Paramount is CBS. So that's two major networks. Netflix got all your movies, Disney Plus is all your Disney stuff. With those four alone, without the other stuff, you could pretty much watch anything you want, except for live events like the Thanksgiving Day Parade and the you know like I sports would... and. No, that's not true because I watched the Thanksgiving Day Parade on Peacock this year. That Peacock, that's the next one, yeah, because NBC has got Pe- yeah. So like to streaming, you really can just pay five dollars a month and not eight like eighty or ninety and have everything you need. So Caroline, what we're saying is we are right there with you. <laughs> Yes. We, we did have to record our shows. We did have to record commercials and fast forward them. We did have to pay attention to, you know, like random VHS anomalies. Like, did anybody in your family, like, uh, knock the tab off the VHS, then you can't record on that tape anymore? Yeah. Do that. <laughs> but, you know, I kind of miss it. I Oh, I miss analog? Okay, listen, I miss pretty much everything about the 90s. I can't stop my... thinking about how, like, the excitement of going to get a snack during a commercial break oh, and making sure yeah. you get back before your show starts again the break you got like a you got a mental and physical break of like ooh, the I cliffhangers got to like, yeah we don't we don't respect cliffhangers anymore because no. like they just think about what you I, feel like when and it's it's different now right think about what you feel like when you're watching hulu's hulu's the worst of it right every streaming thing has has ad free whatever you pay extra money for ad free yeah Listen, but nobody pays for ad free hulu not, like yeah, nobody out there big, big daddy warbucks over here spending extra money just so i can skip commercials so i don't pay for that shit right so when i don't know anybody that does i don't know anybody who does either when hulu specifically <laughs> you watch hulu right because like Netflix shows shows that used to be on TV that have commercial breaks, but no commercials because Netflix is not a commercial yeah. site. So with Hulu, when that happens and that commercial comes on, what do you do? Oh, the worst. Yes. And you're like, God, and you can't fast forward. There's a timer sitting in the corner, just like counting. For, oh, two minutes. God, like the whole time. Right. It's, it's the ridiculous. Worst. And, and you feel awful when the commercials used to come on and, and as part of the programming. It was just like, it was a part of the experience. That was, right? And yeah. then there's a cadence. There's a pace to it where you like, you you got to have that highs and lows. You got to have a breather, walk away for a second and come back. Yeah. And now it's just, everything is so instant that you just don't, 
like uh, the instant gratification i mean even on this show we love we sit here and we try to play a promo when the commercial comes on and we have to like oh never mind we have to talk through it and get angry yeah it's just commercials don't get the respect they used to but i i I really do miss that they and if especially if you're watching with the family right right because then you have a minute to talk about what just happened god like and that was the coolest part about watching tv versus movies that you could like tea with TV, you could stop and talk to your friends for a second, right? You could talk to whoever's in the room yeah. and then get back into it. Whereas with movies, you have to sit for two, two and a half hours straight and yeah. talk about it after. No, I, Caroline, we totally are with you. We, it's time for a Disney Channel movie. Like when you would hear oh, those like, little things, like, hi, my name's Isla Sikorsky and you're watching Disney Channel. Bong, 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 bong. Okay, we're. <laughs> <laughs> we're unhinged guys <laughs> uh that was a great voicemail thank you very much uh we appreciate your we love ya. analog throwback we we are the yeah. right audience for this kind of conversation because we are both analog kids so um yep thank you again for your contribution to the star of daily mirror we do have one very quick text message <laughs> uh let's see if i can track who this is oh it's also caroline that's right caroline also then texted and said <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna read this i'm gonna read this verbatim just for effect right she said okay 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 so the text message this is what it says <laughs> it says okay 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 so also in addition to sheriffs being elected here in savannah the coroner is elected the coroner Yes, and they don't have to be a medical doctor to run for office. It's wild. Squeeze me? That is crazy town. So a coroner, if I'm, I'm not mistaken, sorry. Hold on. Those are isn't that Let's discuss what a coroner does. I don't know. Are we allowed to talk about this in the podcast? Like, isn't this like Taryn's family's profession? Like uh no 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 he's a funeral director. oh no that's a mortician yes he's a funeral director so that has to do so with a the... corner that's the one that goes to the dead bodies at the oh, crime shit. scenes right so yes yeah, so a medical examiner is the person who declares death if in fact my knowledge of the medical field that comes from crime scene investigator las vegas is accurate <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna head into my resource Law and Order SVU special defense unit. <laughs> All right. yeah, so exactly. let's team up. Uh, if that's true, the medical examiner is the one who declares death. Like the actual that's a, that's a that's a medical professional, Ooh, right? Very who, grim reapery. Who, who actually <laughs> who, <laughs> who actually examines the body for um, what the cause of death is, right? <laughs> Medically. I don't know if the coroner and the medical examiner are the same. Like, if is is that a thing that depends on region where you? It's the same thing, but you call it a different thing, right? Because if that's true and the medical examiner is a separate thing, then the coroner would be the person who, what, cleans the body and like, right? Like, because because when <laughs> when when a dead body comes into the morgue, right? They they like coroners. Coroners are elected by lay people who often do not have professional training, whereas medical examiners are appointed and have board Boom. certification and a medical specialty. Boom. I'm right about something for a change. Okay, so a medical so examiners all coroners are, are elected. Coroner. But what is the function of the coroner, though? Okay, hold on. Because the, I it's, think the coroner's loading. responsibility is to, like, clean the body, which means they wouldn't need a medical license because they're not making medical... Um, 
like examine they're they're not making medical analysis of the body they're just doing physical work on the body to prepare okay it so for some it. some history for you oh my god I coroners have existed for centuries with the term originally referring to the crowner whose job was to ensure that upon death the appropriate taxes were paid to the king that makes sense. That actually tracks. That makes a lot Bleak of sense. Bleak as hell. Yeah, Bleak true. as hell. Yeah, no, so Modern coroners inquire into the cause and manner of death and often complete the death certificate. Okay, so I was wrong. So medical examiner do the, med well, in the name, do the medical examination, but the coroner is the one who decides the, the cause of death? I guess that yep, tracks. Yep, and they, they do the death certificate. Okay, uh, so the coroner's- that's it. So the coroner's elected and are not doctors, because the medical examiners are doctors, so the coroners are just- that's still weird, though, because how do you... An just, elected official... An elected official who's not a medical An unbiased opinion right. on how someone died. Right, yeah. That's I, I... These are things we never thought about before watching this show, and now we're like, wait, these people are elected by, like, normal, random people just, like, in your town? That's crazy. So, like, I could just show up and be like, I am running for coroner. <laughs> Like senator, I am running for corner mayor. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes, you can. Be like, what? What? Can you no, tell gonna... me what? Tell me what the platform of your of your. Let's uh, get real serious. How much does a corner make? Tell me what the platform of your campaign is for. You're running for corner. Isla Shikorsky for corner. What is what is your campaign platform? <laughs> Less taxes for dead people. Like what is no? Your... <laughs> um, <laughs> what are you running on? Feel like I mean, I, you could definitely pay me off, so I have to let them know that big you on could bribes. pay me off. I was big on bribes, everyone. Yeah, if you big on to be bribes. <laughs> oh, God. This is Cause of life. death, you tell me. <laughs> what do you want it to be? <laughs> what do you want it to be? Oh, boy. All right, so uh, <laughs> God, this, this show is off the fucking rails right now. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say thank you for joining the Starbuck Daily Mirror, but it seems like Isla's just had breaking news. Oh, they don't make, they don't make, they make like a decent amount, but not enough for me to like uproot my life to go run to be a corner somewhere. I mean, we're all friends, you don't have to hide there. They make, you're like, I don't want to say how much they make. Well, I don't want to like tell somebody that they don't make a lot of money, but like this isn't like life changing. Like, are there 36... any corners listening to the show right now? Can you call in, please? <laughs> 36,000 to 67,000 is like the median nationally. First of all, that's a weird range. That's a really large range. It's a really low, like, and real. Second like, of all, yeah, that seems like a really. Well, a because... corner salary, according. A coroner's salary ranges from thirty nine thousand to a maximum of one eighty one. There are two Wait, completely different lifestyles. Who's out between there somebody that makes one hundred eighty one thousand dollars as a coroner? No, where I don't you, know, but we. I'm gonna run there. If you make a hundred, uh, listen. If you're listening to the show right now and you're a coroner and you make a hundred thousand dollars, I'm gonna need you to call into the show right now and tell me why, please. I'd be a coroner for a hundred thousand dollars. Are you kidding me? There's a lot of things I would do for $100,000. Declaring time or uh, cause of death is one of those things. No problem. Absolutely. I got this. I, I can I can. Oh, it looks that. like death by asphyxiation. Death. Stroke. Uh, this guy died because he's... Cause, Stroke. Because he's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> he got, uh, I don't know, hit on the head. Who cares? He's dead. He doesn't care. So who cares? It's just a flesh wound. I'll take my check now. Uh, thank you for thank you for contributing to the story. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs>
Oh, God. The Storybook Daily Mirror this week had nothing to do with Once Upon a Time. <laughs> oh, man. Guys, I'm really glad that you like this show because I, <laughs> I would have questions. Oh, Before spoiler we... alert. We're recording late, if you couldn't tell. Oh, yeah. This is Har- one of those late shows for sure. So Harper's already asleep. I'm just mm-hmm. going to get it out there now. Oh, so everybody so is. I know. I know. I know. Did you see our, wait, I kind of want to, as part of the post storybook Daily Mirror, can I just read a comment that we got in the Discord? <laughs> in the yeah. interest of of, uh, of privacy, I won't say who it is, but uh, there's there there are several people actually who are <laughs> very appreciative of um, the appearances of Harper. <laughs> and we got a message in the in the Discord that said, you know I love Once Upon a Time with all my heart. I love this podcast, and I love Mackie and Isla, but at this point, I'm convinced that Dr. Harper is the star of the podcast. I always get so happy when she comes and interprets the show for the most random things. <laughs> also, she is just Dr. Harper to me now, because that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so now, she will forever be known as Dr. Harper Jane. It's kind of like, uh, oh God. What what is Harper. the name, what is the name of that show? Um uh, Medicine Woman. Hold on. No. I'm, I'm really upset. This is this this actually does predate you because it almost predates me. Uh it is I'm so embarrassed. It would be Dr. Quinn. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman is the name of a show. First of all, they named the show Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Like yeah, that's wow. her title colon medicine woman does that okay i really need to know if anyone remembers this show jane seymour okay it was dr quinn michaela quinn <laughs> nobody remembers this this is from like the okay this is this is the 90s this is uh let me see what it is 90 93 to 98 dr quinn medicine woman this was like a what was the thing that um that chuck norris was in there was there were two shows in the 90s no it was god damn it <laughs> Uh, okay, I got this. You ready? Because this was this was yes. this was started before you were alive, and then was popular when you were too young to remember. <laughs> this is this is the weird the weird tiny gap between where you had Iowa no memories. Me. Yeah, it was two things. Ready? I'm gonna freak out people with this. The the older people here. Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman, Walker, Texas Ranger. Those are the two '90s shows. I don't know why those are together. So Chuck Norris had a, had a show called Walker, Texas Ranger. He was like a random. I know log. that show name. Yeah. And Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman was the same time. 93 to 98. Uh, Walker, Texas Ranger was 93 to 2001. So it was right in that same time period. Whereas weird dramas that my parents watched that I didn't give two shits about because they were so boring. Yeah. But my mom was like, I got to watch Dr. Quinn. My stories. Like she was, that was like her. That was her once upon a time. That was her soap opera. Yeah. Right. But that's just what that reminded me of. Dr. Harper, Dr. Harper, medicine woman. That's just what I, what I think of. So, well, uh, she wants to be an astronaut. Um, she said that she would also like to try to be a firefighter. Okay. Can she be a firefighter in space? Then she can be a firefighter astronaut, right? Like definitely wants to be a mom. Oh, she can be a mom um, firefighter in space. I'm yeah, just and she dabbles in doctor sometimes. Okay. So wait, wait, I got it. She's a, she's a mom firefighter in space. Who also, because firefighters are EMTs, got her doctorate. She can practice medicine in space as a firefighter, astronaut, and a mother. We did it. We fulfilled all of Harper's dreams. Or we could think outside the box, and she could have her doctorate in um, 
firefighting space and science (laughs) doctorate in science is probably a more accurate thing you can get than a doctorate in firefighting yeah (laughs) guys i should i should quit (laughs) this is not for me (laughs) i I said a a doctorate in firefighting this is why we shouldn't record episodes at 9 9 45 at night okay it's fine everything's okay it's okay it's gonna be fine uh i forgot what we were doing and then i remembered that we're taping a podcast about once upon a time (laughs) so let's do that shall we all right we're gonna be serious now guys we're gonna actually record the show no we're not she's speak for yourself that's (laughs) i am not i'm not down with this plan this Uh, is a business this is a business and you're being unprofessional right now (laughs) boo do it didn't i have a pull boo? up your google doc and read the script okay the script the script <laughs> not paying you for nothing jeez <laughs> that's true i'm sorry boss uh all right so season two episode 18 let's talk show pre-show should we have a, a soundbite for show pre-show we don't have a soundbite it's the only set segment in the whole show we don't have a soundbite for it can someone out there make us a sound listen this is what i want you to do homework uh if you want to take a stab at this Pick up your iPhone, open it up. You're gonna you're gonna put your finger on the screen. You're gonna drag down. That's gonna pull up a search bar. In the search bar, you're gonna type in voice memo. Got it? Good. Now click the voice memo button, and then you're gonna hit record, and you're gonna record for me your voice, just saying, "This is the show pre-show." Now you don't have to say it exactly like that. Just however you want to say it. You send in send in your your segment sound effect, right? And we'll pick one, and that will be the sound effect for this part of the show. That's it. How do that's we your pick homework. one? Oh I don't gosh. know. I didn't think that far ahead, but that's your homework. Okay, great. So, season two, episode 18. I didn't 18. sign on to this. <laughs> I just made that up just now because I felt like it. Uh, season two, episode 18 is called Selfless, Brave, and True. I'm, I'm ex- Selfless, Brave, and True. <laughs> uh, this character backstory is August Booth, also known as The Stranger, also, also known as Pinocchio the Wooden Boy. Uh, also all- known as maybe that guy that we regret being in love with because okay. we now we went love hard. Neil so much. We went real hard on the stranger when he first came on. So uh, yeah, we might need to revisit. <laughs> revisit. I think that it's that ex that you're like, what did I see in him? Like yeah, like, why, why when did we I were dating. That? Well, yeah, what, that's what how I it? feel about the stranger right now. <laughs> you ever see a picture of your ex or somebody that you like don't talk to anymore, and you're like, what was I thinking? That's how we feel <laughs> yeah. about the stranger right now. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, the other character backstory here is Tamara, which is very interesting that at mm. this point being introduced to a character that's so not even secondary like a tertiary character like tomorrow i would consider like neil as a secondary character to like the main characters that are going on so tomorrow is yes. like a third level of that and we get a character backstory on like a like right like an out kind of outskirts character which is kind of cool and, it, and then you're thinking why right which is i and like i know why and i'm excited to like get right. into this but like that's kind of but but at this point in the watch through you're like oh does Tamara deserve like a like a backstory? This is uh my favorite announcement of the Bray Show. Why? Because this episode aired. On oh my gosh! On your birthday, March twenty fourth. It's the Mackie Mouse's birthday. Happy birthday! Oh my god! Thank you! Oh my god! Thank you for loving me. 
Thank you for being there. Oh God. No, God. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do a little bit of self praise. I feel like my sound effects game is on point today. Like I'm just, I feel yeah. it in my fingers. I can feel it. It's quick. Uh, it's March twenty fourth, two thousand thirteen is in fact my birthday, and that is when this oh episode aired, which is very cool. Uh, and as a birthday present, we got two. How brand- old were you turning? Oh Lord, have mercy. Um, let's see. I I can't do si- very very simple first grade math, so I'm going to pull up a calculator and <laughs> in full transparency and do this like this. The I was 18. Is, uh, how old are you now? 26. That's how old I was in 2013. I was 20. I was turning 26. I turned 26 on this episode. Aired. What, oh my god, visual cues. Everyone go look at Spotify right now. What did you get? It looks like lemon juice. Can you hear it being squirted? That probably sounds really gross. Guys, this is ASMR <laughs> for those of you on the audio. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I wish we had never done that on the air. That's hilarious. Oh man, that's that. We can never come back from that. <laughs> In no. Show. That is a line we have crossed we cannot come back from. Oh, God. Okay. Um, <laughs> thank you. Is that just Cheers. lemon water? Is that what that is? Yeah. No. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Straight up lemon water. That's great. It's good for your, it's good for your immune system and such. Uh, anyway, as a, wet, as a wedding present, as a birthday present uh, to yours truly, we got two. Is this two new writers? Am I reading this correctly? I feel like Robert no. Hall looks familiar. Are either one of them new? Did Actually, both of them. Yeah, you did. Both of them are old. Okay. Well, then I will retract that. We have two uh, not usually Ruby. used writers. We'll say that. They're not commonly used. Um, so They're not the Fab Five, right. but they've been here before. <laughs> it's Oh, I see. I see here. So it's Kalinda Vasquez and Robert Hull, which as I'm looking, at least in season two, um, seem to be... Uh, writer's room people right because it looks okay. like it looks like kalinda vast so they like mix multiple people together like tiny which is the the giant episode with hurley is uh christine boylan and excuse me and kalinda vasquez uh we have the cricket game uh which is the like murder investigation one right uh, is David H. Goodman and Robert Hull, right? So we have a couple instances of Kalinda Vasquez and Daniel T. Thompson doing Into the Deep. So I th- I feel like they're just like kind of, you know, just writer's room people that they're mixing around. So we have Kalinda yeah. Vasquez and Robert Hull have r- written a couple episodes. Uh, the Crocodile looks like was Robert Hull. Um, but I don't, as I recall, remember their names from season one. Am I right about that? I do, I do not see them in, in season one. So these are season two add-ons. Okay. Which is very interesting. So, um, not newbies, but you know, maybe just just part of the room. I, I which, which I, as we look, I think as we watch the episode, that might indicate this like common voice, right? Because the writers' room really does write as one, and one person is responsible for the story. And usually, depending on the like the lead writer, how they how they run that writers' room, they will kick around the ideas of the episode. Like a show like The West Wing, like an Aaron Sorkin show, there's no kicking yeah. around. There's a person who writes the episode, and then Aaron Sorkin, the control freak that he is, takes the episode and does his own revisions. A show like The Good Place um, is uh, Jane something, I forget her, her name, the lead, the head writer right um 
they're they're very collaborative, right? Michael Shore like sits them in a room and they kick stuff around and they just and everybody yeah. as a group figures it out, right? So I feel like these are just two two of those people that are kind of in the room just like throwing out ideas. Like so it's it's just two two people kind of randomly put together. And the director was Ralph Hemmicker, who we've we've seen multiple times. Um the ratings for this went down again. We got two point uh, sorry, seven point four five million was last week and now we're going to seven point three eight million. So just a small little dip down. Um and as we get into the synopsis. You ready for this? Yeah, This is good stuff. While Mary Margaret goes off on her own in an attempt to come to grips with what she did to Cora. So let's just pause there. We remember at the end of the last episode, she went to Regina's and she she begged her to kill her, which was kind of a weird move. Yeah. Didn't <laughs> like, like it. This feels cheap. This feels dumb. And then Regina physically pulls out her heart and goes, ha ha, you have a black spot on your heart. I don't need to kill you. You're killing yourself. Shoves the heart back in her. And now Mary Margaret is like, has to figure out how to deal with not only what she did, she tried to get herself killed on purpose because she felt that remorseful from it. And now she has to live with the idea that she did it and the fact that her heart is becoming dark, quote unquote yeah. dark, right? Because because this is the first time that we've really been introduced to that whole idea of the dark heart thing. We've introduced to we've been introduced to the dark one, the dagger, and that's like a magical thing, but not the fact that people can kind of cyst, like uh, uh, procedurally become evil, like their heart can physically right. become black and dark, and then they become a bad person. But that does kind of track with what how Regina was super nice, and then something happened and her heart got dark. And they alluded to Regina like she's like, oh, I know all about this, right? She she didn't allude to the fact that her heart, in fact, was already black, but there was a little bit of subtext in there, right? Right. So that's kind of where Mary Margaret is. So so she's kind of going off on her own. She's trying to come to grips with what, what she did to Cora and then how this deed has affected her, i.e. the black spot in her heart. Apparently, she stumbles upon August, who has hidden himself away from the others. Because don't forget, the last we saw August, he was trying to convince Emma... That she was the savior and that she had to save the town and he was becoming wood and Emma couldn't see. Emma was looking at him and couldn't see it. Oh, right. Right. And then he became fully, remember, he was like fully wood and couldn't deal. Right. So, yeah. so that we, we don't know what happened to once the curse was lifted. Remember, we were asking all those questions at the beginning of the season, like what happened to August? 18 episodes and now we're going to find out what happened to August here. That's insane. That <laughs> That's they wild, did right? That. But they really did feed us a bunch of really good stuff in the middle. To yeah. like keep us distracted, right? So now we're kind of circling back to let's let's close the loop on that, right? So uh, he's hidden himself away, and he's completely now made of wood. Remember, he was kind of transforming. Right now, he's completely wood. He's ashamed of the actions that he's taken in his life, and uh, aside from that, Emma is now shocked when Neil invites his fiance Tamara. Tamara. I guess it's Tamara, probably. Tamara? Tamara? I feel like Tamara. Um, that's the, the only reference I have to the name Tamara is the Mara Well, I've heard Tamara, and from, I've heard Tamara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he invites Tamara to come tomorrow. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna settle on that. I'm gonna flip-flop on that. I'm not gonna apologize. Just make fun of me. It's fine. Uh, okay. she, he invites her to Storybrooke, which is, like, that's a big deal, because Emma, Emma and Neil had a thing, and he's inviting his new girl to, I mean, well, I mean, to it's her fiance. home turf. But, like, but he's he's bringing her into Emma's like home turf. That's very yeah. intrusive. I'm um, I'm team Emma on this, but that's beside the point. Okay, uh, it's been Emma's turf for like a month. So That's also true. That's we haven't really nailed, like nailed down that she hasn't actually been here for that and long. And like is it really hers or is it really Bay's? Because you know his dad's there. Yo, but that's Emma's a good parents point. are there. That's like a good point. honestly, he's 
that's his it's his house too either like, way it's, it's gonna be awkward right this is this is thanksgiving dinner that's what this is this is, this is this is high school boyfriend girlfriend meet up yeah. for thanksgiving eve in their hometown and yeah, you're fighting oh, over God. who gets to go to the bar yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah 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 exactly um so th- i'm reading this verbatim finally somebody's writing the synopsis who's <laughs> Not a weirdo. It just says, meanwhile, before the curse was cast, instead of this weird in the fairy tale land that was. I hate that. Meanwhile, before the curse was cast, August is introduced to a man of magic who may be able to prevent him from turning back into wood altogether, but at a steep price. Now, I want to point out while we watch that this man of magic is extremely important. Not not that the character, not like oh my God, it's going to turn out to be somebody that we expect. That doesn't matter. I just mean that this is the, only the first occurrence of this character. And, it's Merlin. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, and and this this character is a, a very kind of crucial to where this storyline is going to be. So this man of magic is not just going to be like a rando extra. Like this is going to, this is, we have to, this is one of those, those milestone points, right? We have to put a pin in it and remember because we're going to have to go back to the origin of this character and kind of follow his, right. his storyline through, right? Um, so that's kind of exciting. I feel like that's a, that's a fairly meaty synopsis, meatier than we usually get. Yeah, because we usually get kind of like dull and stuff, that and it has a little bit of everything, right? I like which I like. I, I'm kind of excited, and usually the B and C plots are like it's boring, <laughs> and I yeah. feel like these are all storylines that I feel like I'm pseudo invested in to some degree. Yes. So now that we kind of know what the show's about or the episode's about, we're gonna get into production notes. Production notes. Production notes is when we talk about behind the scenes things, trivia, random things that happened while they were shooting, little things that we should be looking out for while we watch the show. Uh, We always open with what the title card is. So the title card for this particular episode is August's trailer, which I assume is the trailer that he hid himself away in. Yeah. Away from everybody. That's my guess. That'd be kind of cool. So we got that. Um, and then the episode title is a reference to Disney's Pinocchio, where the Blue Fairy says to Pinocchio, prove yourself brave, truthful, and unselfish, and someday you will be a real boy. Which I like because I feel like if you just said to somebody, selfless, brave, and true, I don't know that they would immediately be able to quote Pinocchio. Right. You know, like, I feel like that's a that's a Jane Espenson level kind of not easter easter egg but like reference right where it's like a random line this is the stuff that small shops make t-shirts out of right here yeah (laughs) like like, right you could see like selfless brave and true and like a pinocchio head or something right right some kind of oh the blue fairy don't steal my idea i'm making that shirt don't steal it uh for the scenes for the scenes with a wooden august eon bailey who plays august uh wore a green special effects hood and a motion capture and motion capture dots on his face. This is pretty. <laughs> the, wife, the wiki cracks me up because they say these things like it's like, it's like the they're first like time groundbreaking. This technology has never been used. They're like a special green hood for green. They call it green screen. We're like, yeah, we know how green screen works and we know that mocap is a thing. Like, this is not the first use of mocap. For those of you who are even remotely interested in mocap, 
Motion capture is a process where they put physical dots about the size of a ping pong. They, they glue them to a suit and they make you wear it. The suit goes all the way around your face. It's like a mask, right? And only your face is poking out. And even in some cases, they glue the physical dots and glue them, but they stick them to your face. They draw lines all over your face. There's a particularly famous uh, couple of clips on YouTube of one Andy Serkis, who plays Gollum in uh, the Lord of the Rings movies, and Benedict Cumberbatch, who plays Smaug in The Hobbit, um, doing this mocap in this giant studio, super, super tall ceilings, and they're crawling around on the ground, and they're wearing this big green bodysuit, and they got ping pong balls I all over the place, right? the Benedict Cumberbatch one anytime it pops up on my timeline, yeah. because I think it is the coolest it's thing crazy. ever. It's crazy. And he is such an outstanding actor, and it's an especially difficult thing to do as an actor, because... I, if okay if right now you pick up your phone and you go to snapchat and you pick one of those filters that completely covers your face in something or you've seen this tiktok filter right where you open your mouth and it turns you into a robot you know you've seen that kind yeah of thing? and you know that little micro moves of your mouth do not register those things you have to make very extreme motions from your eyebrows from your eye your eyes and your eyelids your nose your cheekbones your your mouth your ears right all of those things have to be overly exaggerated in order for the balls and stuff to move so as an actor, you have to like, you look ridiculous doing this. And Benedict Cumberbatch, like crawling around, pretending to be a dragon and like, like slithering around, like opening his mouth really wide. It's just, it's wild to watch that. It looks really silly, but it really translates into the computer as this thing that they can like, yeah. it's, it's crazy to watch. If you ever get a chance, just go on YouTube and check this out. It's really fun. But um, yeah, in this case, same thing. If they're going to have a 100% CGI character, nine times out of 10, there's a, a, a mocap suit being being involved, yeah. there, especially if it's uh, CGI in, included with a real person in the scene. Yeah. CGI, right? Like a dragon and then there's a hobbit there. Or, or right, it's not like Toy Story where every single character is CGI. You don't need to do mocap for that. For this, it would be like a thing where they would actually act in the room. So Jennifer Morrison would be in the room acting with him. Yeah. Or someone, right? And then they just have him act it out and then they just replace him later on. So yes. that's, I don't know why they act like mocap is not, but in case you were, you've never, you always wondered about mocap and you've never, never been explained it to you. That's how motion capture works. There you go. Inside baseball. There you go. There is also a honey neon sign for a pub called Winnie's Bub alluding Winnie's Pub, or also Winnie's alluding Pub, yes. to Disney's adaptation of the character Winnie the Pup. Uh, uh, I'm confused. With this, what is the, Disney's adaptation of the character of Winnie the Pooh? Is exactly. I, I was cracking up about it. <laughs> reading right now. You're doing great. I'm proud of you. Um, what is yeah. Disney's adaptation of the character is identical to the character in the book. They're literally drawn the same. So, what is this Disney's adaptation version? Did I miss something? Are we talking about the live action movie? That was weird. Like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> no, there's... <laughs> Disney didn't adapt to the character. They literally lifted it out of the book and made it a real thing. They didn't adapt No, I thought all. it was based on the stuffed animal. It wasn't it based on a novel. It was based on, a, like, Christopher Robin's adventures or something, wasn't What it? came first, the chicken or the egg? I, I thought mean, it I was know. the bear. I don't know shit. I don't I, I know. <laughs> I, I was always under the assumption that it was a series of short stories uh about christopher robin and they pulled the winnie the pooh character and made a whole thing dedicated to winnie the pooh but the adept the 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 character of winnie the pooh i think was the same i thought in the in the short story 
I might just be I might just be hung up on this word adaptation just because somebody in the wiki wanted to say a fancy word and they're not right. <laughs> I might just they might just be saying the fact that it's a honey sign and it's called Winnie's Pub. They're talking about Winnie the Pooh. That's probably all they're. Oh, saying. okay. So the author named the character Winnie the Pooh after a teddy bear owned by his son Christopher Robin Milne. On whom the character Christopher Robinson was based off of. So the author wrote a series about Winnie the Pooh based on their son's teddy bear. And named it Christopher Robin and Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Wait, so who owned the Winnie the Pooh doll that this guy ripped off and made a whole series out of that Disney then bought? Can you imagine the owner of like the original teddy bear that he had? Or did No, he, or, that's that's the child. Or did his son name A.A. Milne named um, so he named the bear Winnie. It's a weird name. It's a weird name. Yes. It's a weird name to name your teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, so the son named the bear. Was it short Winnie. for Winifred? Winifred the Winnie Pooh? Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Never mind. I'm now, now I'm making fun of a kid that I don't know. <laughs> I, think we're, I think we're in uncharted territory here. We can... <laughs> I think we made too much of the fact that there's a honey sign and it's called Winnie's Pub and they are referencing Winnie the Pooh, which is a Disney IP. I think that's really all they're saying. I mean, okay, I'm looking at it now. And technically, Winnie the Pooh, original illustrations, it was a bear with no clothes on and it was black and white and it was pencil. And yes. this, this, I, so I suppose in that way, Disney did adapt it to like... A bear wearing a red t-shirt who likes balloons. and A willy-nilly silly old bear. Yeah, that's right. Oh, man. We have some hidden details. Hey. David puts a small vase of snowdrops <laughs> on Mary Margaret's <laughs> breakfast tray. In some English translations of the Snow White fairy tale, Snow White is called Snowdrop. Yes, we talked about that when Joanna died. Because we yep. talked about the fact that her actual name in the, some of the translations of it was not Snow White, it was Snowdrop. And that snow, I think, drop is the name of the flower or snow something is the yeah. name of the flower that they like she used on the grave and all that other stuff. Yeah. So puts a small vase of snowdrops. So snowdrops, I like that a production designer would be in charge of that, right? Because the yep. stuff, well, technically anything that an actor touches is a prop. This is a fun line to draw. Anything that an actor touches or interacts with is a prop. Anything that the actor is in a scene with but they don't physically interact with is part of production design. A 100% completely different department. That's crazy. Which is wild. I know we've so talked the, about this before, but yeah. like it's just so So nuts. the production designers build the room and that stuff is included in the room. The stuff that an actor physically picks up, that's a prop. And so that's the props department. Which is, it's actually a different part of the union, actually. That's wow. it. Because the production design department is design and props tend technically work into the production part, which is the parts that uh, are involved in the show physically, mm -hmm. right? So, like, lighting is not involved in the show. It affects the show, but it's not involved in the show. It's not a physical thing that someone has to, like, manipulate, right? Right. Um, and it's a different group of people. It's actually a different skill set, too, because props are specifically made fake sometimes to be used so in other words if something has to be a fake version of blah 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 they might rig it to do a thing and that wouldn't be in as opposed to production designers who have to make something look a certain way props have to be functional in a use kind of way and production design is in, in a looks kind of way so it's completely separate so right. literally if there's a stack of books and someone picks up the top book and reads it the stack of books that that book is on even though they're all identical 
is part of a different department than the physical one that they pick up off the top. That's really wow. crazy on sets, man. It's it's really wild. So so this is kind of interesting because the snowdrops would be a little bit of co- a combination. It would be a part of the production design aesthetic. We're going to have snowdrops uh, planted in this area and then they're going to pick one of them up. Now, technically that's a production design call and then they'll the props department will have one special one right that they can physically pick up and move and do whatever with but yeah the, but the, i think the if i'm understanding kind of how it works industry-wise the decision to put snowdrops in it would be one of those things that like a really good production designer would like say to a director hey this is what i'm thinking so snow white has these this history with blah 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 so is it okay if as an illusion i'll put this in the background that's what the, you know what i'm saying yeah which is really cool that they would like do that much work into the the backstory of these these to characters. really immerse the whole thing right? yeah and it's something so small that when you're watching you'd never know you'd never be able to pick a snowdrop out of a lineup of flowers but then mm-hmm. something like the wiki you go back and read and you go oh shoot that's actually purposeful that that's not just any flower it's actually a flower with a story i that's that to me is the most fun part of working yeah. in film and tv is those little things that nobody ever notices. If you ever talk to anybody on a, on a film or TV set, those are the people who are like the weirdest because they're like so super hyper excited about this thing. No one will ever know they did. <laughs> you know, like, they'll That's like okay. six years later, they'll be like, oh, I read this on Google. I guess it's kind of cool. And like the movie's long gone, you know, <laughs> the movie's made $70 million. And they're like, well, this one time I put this very specific button on this table and it's supposed to mean something like they don't care. Uh, I don't know. I get excited about that kind of thing, so I'm glad it's in the wiki. Um, so there's more hidden details. Uh, August's prized possession happens to be a necklace that bears a striking resemblance to the image of a whale referencing the terrible dogfish from The Adventures of Pinocchio, which I'm assuming is, in the context of the story we know, is the whale that like ate them. I don't right. Know what this dogfish it is <laughs> from the I have no idea what the dogfish part means, read. but I assumed it was the big whale that swallows them. What does this mean? Okay, list of creatures. Hold on. There's a I just clicked it and there's a link. What does it mean? Monstro, the enchanted fo- but it okay, it linked me to Monstro, but can I tell you? The appearance of Monstro was the single fucking scariest thing <laughs> that happened on Once Upon a Time up until that point. What episode was that? The 20th episode. What episode was that? That was uh, The Stranger. I forgot about that. The Stranger. It was season one, episode 20. When we were like, that oh, was cool, so scary. the Pinocchio part. And this full-ass CGI whale came out. That was really impressive. I want to know who does special effects on this show that did that, because that was amazing. Yeah, that was scary. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, oh, we have one very short of my favorite part of the show. We don't we don't get to do it often, but we get to do it today. You ready? You want yes. do you want to do it or you want me to do it? I think you should do I it. I want to do it. Okay, you ready? Hold on. Here you go. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, brand info. The tray David carries is an IKEA romantisk <laughs> tray in white. The fact that this pays off to a fucking IKEA product is <laughs> is Truly the epitome of Brandon Foe. That's the best payoff we've ever had for Brandon Foe, that it turns out. Oh my god, the tray that he's carrying is from Ikea, everyone. Ikea! (laughs) 
That was the most anticlimactic Brandon Bowe we've ever had. We have these like amazing, beautiful jackets and shoes and like hats and like vests and all these amazing things <laughs> on these women who are dressed to the nines. And now we're like today we get IKEA IKEA trays, not even like a bookshelf or like a cool IKEA thing, a tray. I'm gonna look for it. Also, who the hell on this wiki? I did the tray in his hand and was like, oh shit, that's the Ikea tray. Let me look that up. Listen, I notice Ikea furniture anyway. A tray? Would you a tray though? <laughs> furniture, yes. Anything related to like entertainment systems or shelving or anything like very, very obvious, right? A tray? That's like okay, being probably like, not a tray. That's like being like, oh, that cup? Yeah, that's from the kitchen section in Ikea. I'm like, that's oh, a pint no, glass, I, bro. <laughs> I can tell those. Are you serious? Yes, you can tell Ikea. You can tell Ikea dinnerware, silverware. Is this Ikea? I can't see through the fucking thing. (gasps) Yeah, it's Ikea. It is Ikea, you're right. (laughs) You did it. You passed the test. It literally is Ikea. I'm not kidding. That was a test and you passed. (laughs) Hell yeah. I'm so glad we're forcing people. To to get through this to listen to watching the show. <laughs> I'm drinking straight lemon juice right now for I'm no reason. My second and a half drink that I made for myself. <laughs> I'm just taking shots of lemon juice. I think like any uh, normal person does. Yeah. No, I think we're doing great. Uh would you like to honor us with the very last god i don't have a drum roll again okay i need a drum roll this is really thank important. you water from bart coming in clutch the pit crew to, to chase my <laughs> the pit crew rolling in to change the tires on isla's car cheers uh, ladies and gentlemen drum roll the last production note of the day when tamara <laughs> opens the envelope of cash the words Motion picture use only are printed on the dollar bills, huh? Oh, proving that they are prop money and not real banknotes. That is a legal thing that has to happen on every show. Oh no! If you have money going around and some random PA slips the money into their pocket, they have to make them look real, but they also have to note them motion picture use only so that they cannot be put in circulation. That is a legal thing that is true on every film set. You but, can't put that money like so. Really? Yeah, because because it's literally like real money, right? So like, and furthermore, the firearms out there sometimes they're real, sometimes they're props that can't shoot real bullets. Cops don't know the difference. So there's one person on the set, uh, either it's the prop master or there's like a weapons specialist person who's responsible for checking in and checking out the weapons that go in actors' hands, Ooh, so that those guns subject. never end up like out. On it, like out of the lot, you know what I mean? Oh well, yeah, because that you know. Because as an actor, if you're like, I'm just gonna bring this gun back to my trailer and practice flinging it around, and you forget and you leave it in your bag and you go through freaking TSA or some shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, so th- there's there's like a whole protocol around that. So mo- this oh my is gosh. this is one of the things around the banknotes is that banknotes are not. It's it's a federal offense to duplicate banknotes. So this is the way that it becomes not illegal. Is that's not a if technically. If you write, if you put a pen to a to a dollar bill, it's technically invalid. Now, people use stuff that's been written on tech, right? But once you do that, it is no longer a banknote. It is just a piece of paper with some stuff written on it. So if you write motion picture only on it, no one will accept it because technically it's illegal tender. 
So they have to stamp it so that they make sure that it's not going to be something that someone accidentally puts in their pocket of their costume and then goes to their trailer, shoves it out of their costume on the bed and then mixes it with their real money and then goes and buys bubble gum. <laughs> like, that's bad news. <laughs> well, they can still take the money. Just can't. You can't use it. But like, but like you're not supposed to. No, you can. What? Written money. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they do. You're not supposed to. <laughs> Technically, but nobody. We legally did. had to take it at the bank. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought it was illegal to like exchange because it was a whole thing about it being like, like counterfeiting money, physically printing your own money was illegal, but then also extra physically exchanging money that was like invalidated, which was like rips. Like if you ripped it or you, tore if you it have in both half, serial you... numbers on it, it's valid. Really? I was given wrong and everybody. I worked at a bank, so she has a she has a higher seniority than me in this information. I was told the I was misinformed. No, I yeah, I think I, interesting. Yeah, because um, people would always come in, you know, you then they would change out if you had like two halves of a ten. As long as I had both serial numbers, I had to take it. Really? Mm-hmm. How interesting. I've been I've been living a lie, Isla. <laughs> yeah, that's was, why people po- post those stupid weirs, George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. on the one dollar bills yep. and shit. Yeah. yeah, interesting. And they're annoying, but they're annoying because now banks don't. You don't have like cash registers of money anymore. They have money machines that you like load the money into. Oh. It's like super secure and locked down. And does it not read it if it's like in pieces? Yeah, it'll reject it. So then you have to save up all this money in like your like one drawer that the bank has because mm. nobody has them anymore. Mm-hmm. And like every six months, the treasury you can send it in. Oh. Guys, you learn something new every day. I just learned something new about the bank. I didn't yeah. know that. So, yeah. That was, that was Isla's banking corner segment of the Listen, show. Listen, I've had, like, very useful jobs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's really true. I really have. Like, very, I like, worked fun. at a tanning salon for <laughs> um, two or three years. And you think, oh, my God, you worked at a tanning salon. Idiot. That's not useful. It is because I learned so much about skin. And, like, skin cancer and, like, the sun and the UV rays and everything. And no, then I moved over to the bank and I learned all about banking, which I had no idea about. And now I'm in insurance. So now I know all about insurance. Like, those I are all use, really I have useful jobs. Yeah, that's important life stuff. Like, it's not, that's not random stuff. Like, <laughs> no, that's a, that's a good place to be. Um, so the last thing we were going to do before we watch the show. It feels like we've been doing this for two hours. It's been an hour and six minutes, by the way. I feel oh. <laughs> it feels like it's okay, been two hours Okay, that's not that long. bad because it no. feels like it's been a lot longer. It feels like we've been rambling forever and I feel like we've had many more way worse episodes than that. Uh, so, okay. Uh, the last segment that we have before watching the episode is called What's in the Hatch? That is referring to the hatch that appears in Lost because this segment is referencing any Easter eggs that Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz have included. Uh, Since they worked on Lost, they added a lot of Easter eggs to this show that were references to Lost. And in this case, we have one. And this, it's almost always the not stupid numbers, but it's fine. It's the numbers of time, which is kind of unfair because this is actually referencing, this is basically a season one, episode one layover because the thing that they're referencing is at the identical time of season one, episode one, where uh, oh, the yeah. clock is stuck on 8.15. 8.15 is a lost number, right? Um, and 
they're saying August wakes up at 8.15 a.m. And what they're referencing is like that time is relevant. Like we already knew that time was a thing, right? Right. Like once upon a time thing because they made that 8.15. They pulled that in from Lost. And they're claiming that this reference is to Lost Oceanic Flight 8.15. But what they're, but that's really the number 8.15 appears or like 8 and 15 as two separate numbers appear multiple times, including the flight number, but a bunch of other places in Lost as well. But when he wakes up at 8.15, I'll play this sound. And you can, you know, throw one up to Lost. I don't know what you do when you hear that sound. That's not a drink sound. I, listen, if you want to drink at that point, that's fine. Let's get into the rules of the watch party rules. Features. Excuse me. Features. We changed that. Uh, <laughs> the features of the watch party include a drinking game. And this is the drinking game bell. So if you feel like drinking during the what's in the hatch, there's only one. So that's fine, too. But if you hear the bell... That will be our drinking game bell that for rules that we make up randomly when we feel like it. <laughs> yep. Some of them are like using magic and whatever Rumpel says deary and some other shit that we remember randomly out of. Anything Rumpel does. Pretty much. Um, apples. Whatever. Random things that we remember. Um, but anytime you hear that sound, you can drink something of your choice. Water or... Well, I finished drinking my drinks, so, <laughs> so that's not going to work. But uh, sometimes we do what? I have Cheez-its? lemon juice. Lemon juice? Chips Ahoy I chips? Have water? Uh, you can do, uh, I don't know, goldfish? Whatever you want. You know, just, Anything. just throw one up, pour one out for your homies. Uh, we have this lovely sound. That is the sound of me playing and pausing the episode. Apparently, we still have people who do play and pause the episode if they're not watching Aww. on Spotify. Because I, nice. I got a couple notes of people who were like... Oh, this helps me with like syncing the episode. So uh, that is the sound of me playing and pausing in case we need to talk or or something happens so that you just, if you're following along, uh, you know kind of what we're doing. And in light of that, sometimes we have to pause because we're talking too much (laughs) or we need to further investigate something we need a second look at, in which case you will hear a very familiar voice, familiar, one might say friend of the pod, familiar voice of the pod. Yeah. It's rewind time. Will Smith, oh. is that you? Well, it sounded so familiar. It's very I think familiar. it was. Are we going to get canceled for using Will Smith as a as a rewind? So I don't care. Uh, familiar voice of the pod, Will Smith, everybody. Will Smith will tell you that it's rewind time, and we will, in fact, rewind. We're going to um, have to start calling him Wilbert. I call him William Smith in the script. <laughs> For no reason. And I've never introduced him. Probably like one episode I've introduced him as William Smith, but we keep copying and pasting these notes in that just says, familiar voice of the pod, comma, William Smith. William Smith. <laughs> Which is so weird. Oh, you guys are getting a little uh, a little bit of transparency into <laughs> If a substitute teacher ever read our notes, they'd be like, we oh my not God. follow this script. Red pen this entire thing. Uh, this is one of our favorite features of the watch party. You ready? So... The show title, the episode, the episode title is a reference to one line in the entire show that is referencing that title. And this one is uh, Selfless, Brave, and True. Is that right? Selfless, Brave, and True. So here's the line that is referencing that title. It just says, this is not English. Is it, or did you take out the name of the person who it is? No. It just says, because this starts, this just says, told Pinocchio so long as he remained brave. (laughs) I'm going to read this verbatim. It says, told Pinocchio so long as he remained brave, truthful and unselfish, he would stay a real boy. That's not even a full English sentence at all. So this will be. Let's see what I forgot. No, don't do it. Don't do it. We'll just guess based on this. Oh, it just. Okay. It just said I. 
Okay, I told Pinocchio so long as he remained brave, truthful, <laughs> and unselfish, he would stay a real boy. Is that a spoiler? Blue Fairy. Obviously, it's the Blue Fairy. I kind of wish we hadn't said it was I. Cause... Can I say that I can read that in her voice? Do it. No, no, like in my head. Like, no, that's all I can hear is her. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh so we're, we're gonna say blue fairy and when we find that moment we're gonna play a lot of fanfare and that will be so you know when you play drinking games there's like a chug moment this is the chug moment right this is the moment where we do the big the big the big huzzah the big kahuna yeah if you will so i think we've yammered on long enough i think it's time to start watching the show uh, so I'm just making sure that all my stuff is set up for everyone involved and all of my different programs that are running at the same time to get this done. Ladies and gentlemen, selfless, brave, and true. Here we go. <laughs> wow. All right. We're starting off dark. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's not even close. Uh, my apologies go out. <laughs> no way. I just gotta hold on. I just gotta fix it. It's fine. It'll be fine. Let's window capture. No, that's not it. There we go. Every time it does this. Nope. There we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so. So after our small, insignificant, false start, selfless, brave, and true, once upon a time, season two, episode 18. Here we go. It was so good the first time. <laughs> Thought it wasn't going to play there for a second. No, I got it. It's fine. I should really rehearse Wow, that this is a dark right. ending. Phuket, October 24th. 2011 let's point out that that is the same day as season one episode one when emma entered storybrook it is now 8 15 something we're seeing august in in phuket 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 taiwan thailand 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 it's only 8 15 go back to bed she's speaking thai look at this right here wake up Help me. God, this is awful. August, it's early. I'm sleeping. I see your leg. All right, what's happening is August woke up at exactly 8.15. He's freaking out. He's like, look at me. Look at me. I need to go to a hospital. His leg is turning into wood. That is the audio. What the hell is wrong with you? He said I'm turning into wood in English. Uh, Here's the trailer. That was so fast. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to pause here and once again freaking yell about the audio description bullshit. That was an entire scene of subtitles, an entire scene where it was entirely visual. How the hell can they not have audio descriptions on this show? I could barely keep up and I was watching it. I was watching it and trying to say it out loud and I couldn't do it. All right. That was a lot. We apologize. This entire episode is chaos. So naturally the watch party is also chaos. Okay. He was in Thailand. It was exactly October 24th, 2011, which is the date. That's season one. Episode one happened. Emma was in Storybrooke. Some, this the first time anything changed. All yep. of a sudden, right at exactly 8.15, August in Thailand, 
started turning into wood. And he's, and it, okay, here's something I want to know. I don't think there's any Thailand, Thai. What are people from Thailand? Thai? Thai? Just Thai. Thai. They're just Thai. Just so Thai. It's probably not a lot of Thai people listening. But if you're like Thai American and you're listening in America, I would like to know this. Why in every single television show is Thailand description <laughs> as the place where you randomly sleep with women? Every single show is like you're in Thailand. Obviously, you wake up with a random Thai woman. It's so yeah. offensive. Am I wrong? Yeah. Am no, I crazy? Yeah, you're right. Every and it's single always show. like in the jungle. Yeah. They're like on the beach in some hut somewhere. Like there are cities. Like what the <laughs> hell? Like every single time like, oh, he must be in Thailand. He's waking up with some random hooker. I agree like, with that. Ugh. I agree with that. And it's funny because Edward and Adam come from Lost, and in Lost is a whole friggin' atrocious storyline about how Jack gets his tattoos, and he got them from Thailand, <laughs> I think in Phuket, actually, from some woman who's like a famous Thai actress, like a really, really famous celebrity who was his tattoo artist, right? And it was part of this whole, like, lost spiritual... Like, remember when they turned real spiritual and everything was, like, yeah. heebie-jeebies, right? And she was a part of that whole thing. <laughs> like, the tattoo means something in Destiny and blah, blah, blah. But it was a whole thing where he was just, like, in, Thai to, in Thailand to find himself and sleeping yeah. around with women. And I'm like... No, yeah, you're totally yeah. right. I hate this. <laughs> anyway, maybe that's just me, but... <laughs> no, you're right. It's weird. It seems like American propaganda, honestly. <laughs> so now we're seeing... Uh, looks like Charming making a breakfast in bed for his whiny Seriously? Wow. She mad. What happened has been really hard to marry Margaret. The least we can do is make sure she's eating. I think it's time to give the hot cocoa and the foot massages a rest. It's time to haul her ass out of bed and get her to move past this. Oh. It's a little harsh, don't you think? She took Cora's life. She is once again awake, y'all. She has not been sleeping this entire time. <laughs> this is a lot. Not a single Can conversation. Can they not yeah. understand? This is basically a giant studio apartment. Let's talk about that. <laughs> She's in the same room as you. And every single time you talk about her in the third person, I hate we that. We have three generations living in a glorified studio apartment. This is like, this is, feels like the new girl loft. <laughs> this like, is so Charlie in the Chocolate house. Factory meets new girl. <laughs> Does that make Henry Charlie? Is that what that is? Yeah. He kind of looks a little Charlie. And currently, Snow is grandpa that won't get out of bed unless it's for something good. <laughs> Snow's Grandpa Joe? That's yeah. <laughs> She's not even Grandpa Joe. She's like those other weird grandpas and, gra and grandmas who just who don't even get names. They get names no one remembers. The, the yeah, guy, clearly the not favorites yeah, that she's have the to guy stay in their poor bed. She's the guy who sleeps next to Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe gets the glory of to go to the factory. Can you <laughs> believe these in-laws share a bed? Like, I like could both, talk about is that what that is, the right? dynamics both, of... Yeah. Isn't that the, like his mother and father's parents who just sleep yeah, they're in laws in one bed? Yes. That's, okay, who was writing children's stories in like the 1800s? This is weird. Ronald shit. Dahl is clearly fucking weird Bro. because what was that? In laws are sharing one bed and isn't, they also don't ever leave it. Isn't he the same dude that wrote uh, James and the Giant Peach? That fucking yes. acid trip. <laughs> Yeah, that's like, another one that's like, like truly terrifying. Like he took mushrooms and just wrote everything in his brain and was and became like. <laughs> These are and like Grandpa Joe stories. is such a fucking bum. Oh yeah, dude could hop and skip across you know the pond, but could he provide for the family? No. Right. 
Like, how come you can do all that? Okay, we're getting into that. This is this is the podcast after dark. We're getting into right now. So I digress. I did. Yeah, we, we digress. Is so, everything okay? No, Henry. No, Henry. What a awful. stupid question. <laughs> I know you think that she needs. By Gramps. Stupid. She's the only one who can help herself. Okay, I feel Emma's, like Emma's, Emma's playing tough love right now. Emma's be that's a little much, I think. How? But we don't know how long it's been. How long has it been? Hey, morning. I made you some eggs, but if you're craving something else, we can go to Grand's. Bitch, I don't care about eggs right now. Unless you have die. other plans. I thought I'd head out to the woods, actually. I need to think things through. You know, and blow my brains you. out. David, I need to do this alone. And you have things to do. I know you've yes. been looking forward to working in the bean field. Yeah, you know, Anton says we might have a crop soon. And once we do, we can go home. And none of what happened will matter. It will all be in the past. I used Regina to kill her own mother. I don't think going back will erase that. Pray, Margaret. Please. Give me time. Okay. I'm going to do something very serious. And I'm going to time out. And I'm going to say super, super, duper, duper, super, duper trigger warning. Suicide talk. Does this give you weird vibes of like, I need to go pack a bag and go somewhere by myself? And I mean, I think that that is like the worst idea ever. Did you, and did you, I don't, I don't know anyone that would allow that. You know what I mean? Like what I mean, in the right, real yeah. world. That's that's so exactly I get what I'm in. On. I get in like, you know, the whatever, the fantasy world, you know, the land with magic where I have to go on a quest to find myself after, you know, this big traumatic moment. But when you put that in the real world, it's actually very scary it's really to watch. Scary. Very scary. Um, and very especially since the only time that we saw Mary Margaret last week was when she was laying in a bed almost comatose. So- and then begging for someone to kill her. Right. immediately after this that's why i'm saying like, terrible this feels i mean it's serious it's it's very so it's in, in soap opera fashion right some soap operas are kind of silly and goo like silly goofy happy like weird time right yeah and and the soap some of the soap opera stuff is really dramatic and really intense and dark sometimes right yeah this feels like one of those dark times for sure but it does feel very like There are times I feel like when so when a big trauma happens that you don't, even if someone needs time, there's a way to do that without leaving them alone. I don't know. It just it 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 has very triggering even to me. Yeah, I've, I don't I've had experiences like it. in my life where I've had not me personally, but like I've had to be in proximity to someone who was a danger to themselves, right? And there's yeah. a different way of acting around them that is not like a normal person. When someone goes. Hey, I just am experiencing hard times. And I need some time to myself. Yeah, sure. Give them space. But like something really crazy dramatic happens and you're like afraid for them and their their thinking process, right? And how how damaged they really are. That it's not it's not normal rules, right? There is yeah. there is no you go out into the woods by yourself. That's not a thing. Yeah, period. I agree. I'm not saying you should be committed to a hospital or anything, but like I don't know. There, I feel like that's a that's a some TV stuff. I can't get too dark. It's ABC. It's a it's a family network. Right. They're not going to insinuate too many really dark things, but they are kind of towing the line a little bit, don't you feel? 
Oh, absolutely. That had some really, really crazy vibes that were not fun or funny or cute or... No. Or didn't even feel like fantasy. That felt the most real we've gotten in a long time where she right. she was doing the things where like when someone in a show goes, I just want, I just, you know, I just want my life to end. Or she goes to Regina, like, just kill me. I'm like, yeah, that's just right. Yeah. But when someone does, this stuff is scarier to me because this feels like the thing where you're, tr- when you're trying to like, move the people in your life away from like oh no it's fine i'm just gonna go pick apples everything's okay yeah like like, no this is all adding up to something really bad and her being like you wanted to go to the bean field so go distract yourself over in this thing i just need and the way that she struggled with that word i need i just need time felt like the realest part of the relationship this is not good that i don't know that that touched me in a way that i just want to honestly applaud seriously I will use her full government name, Jennifer Goodwin. That was, that hit me. Yeah. She portrayed that. And it was every single part of that line was a different piece of what that kind of trauma looks like. It's that Mm -hmm. fake projection. It's a little bit of that sadness breaking through. And then the real, like, you can't hide it. And just like the voice cracking. That was in that. Those three lines to me were incredible. (laughs) Just the way that she dealt with David. That was really, wow. Granny's bed and breakfast. I don't think we've ever seen the f- outside of front of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's awfully smaller than I thought it was. I'm good. I brought this. I thought you could tell me what it was really like over there. Sounds great. I'll tell you what. Why don't you run to the diner, get us three hot cocos, and we'll dive in. I'm going to have to take a rain check on that. I need to get down to the station to take care of some things. Uh, can I wait? There's a couple things I want to talk to you about. All right. Tomorrow, talk. Oh. I went to my place to get some of her stuff. Okay. Oh, her bags were in the storage room, but Hook wasn't. Lucky. Yeah, but now he's out there. I'm not sure how much more trouble he can cause anyway. The second thing I want to talk to you Probably about is a lot of trouble. the reason tomorrow was getting her stuff is that she's on her way here. Here? <laughs> As you should have led with that. Yeah, she should be here at Granny's any minute. What are you thinking? What do you mean? I mean, what are you going to tell her when she sees a giant or a werewolf run past her down Main Street? Between Greg Mendel or food-obsessed tourists and now your fiancé, this town is turning into a theme park. <laughs> Maybe Disney I didn't reference. think it all the way That's through. That's a Disney reference. Don't tell me it's not. I need her. It absolutely is. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean you it don't to... Don't apologize to me. I'm not the one you're lying to. Who's lying? Does she know who you really are and where you're really from? Take my advice. Don't let her find out on her own. Tell her the truth. Tell her everything. I'm not alone in thinking that was a little bit out of line, right? Yeah. Like, it's... That feels that feels awfully chummy advice for what their relationship is. Like, also, like she's her giving. Acting... Like, her giving him advice on what he should do with his love life feels, like, out of bounds. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? also, she's acting like he's hiding that, like, he's rich or something, you know? Like, yeah. you need to tell her that you have money, like, stop putting on this fake show. But, like, he's, you're telling him that he needs to tell his fiance that magic is real. And the fairy tale world is real, where we spent an entire season where you completely argued against it. That yeah, doesn't make any sense. That doesn't really, yeah, you're right. You're right. That doesn't totally line up. I mean, I don't want to nitpick this too much because it feels unfair to, it's a TV yeah. show. It's not real life. It's not a real conversation that's going on. These are just, I mean, 
they've done such a good job with so many conversations that feel very real that now they have created a higher standard for yes. conversation so this is I'm, hard i don't i don't hold them to well it's a tv show i'm like they were so much better than a tv show that now they kind of have to follow through and i'm like well this goes back to being tv show conversation which is a little bit silly frankly yeah right it's just it's but suspension of disbelief let's roll with it and see you know kind of how it because that her coming, like her, her being like, "What if a giant walks past her and trolls?" And I'm like, "That's not really how Storybook goes down." I this mean, isn't I Halloween Town. Well, no, she's right because like Tiny came through and like busted up the town for a little bit. Was, those are like isolated occurrence. It's not like he's bringing her to the Enchanted Forest. You know yeah, what I mean? like it's a normal town where like occasionally some stuff will happen. So there's, t- I don't know, it's not like a regular thing. But her being like, you shouldn't bring her unless you tell her. I'm like, that's his problem. Yeah. That's not really your... I mean, I, they're, that's they're, not your business. I, I think they're trying to establish that like, they have to make her look like an ex. Or else it wouldn't yeah, make that's sense. True. So she's saying ex things. Where, right? Where like that weird place where you're an ex, but you're talking to each other. So you're like now in this weird like friend place, but you're not friends. Yeah. But you're saying things that like a friend would say that would be normal for a friend, but because you're an ex, it's not okay for you to say. It's like that no, weird. No, it just looks you know weird. I mean? I'm uncomfortable. And maybe like... that was the intention of the scene is like just to make it, to make you remember this is a tense thing. It's not because if they would have made this a normal conversation, we would have blew by it and we wouldn't have gotten that like, oh, there's a little bit of angst there, I think, between the two of them. Yeah, because they did end, you know, he disappeared on her. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Or, like it was it was a rough end. Why, why don't you stay and get to know her? I really should be going. What? I know, but we're connected. Now, it might be nice for you two to talk. Just stay and say hello. Just bring bagels. Bagels from New York. Absolutely. Oh, so now she's like listening to rock music and shooting air. Oh my god! Yeah, my generation. She heard a twig snapping with rock music in her ears. I don't believe that. Let's keep going. Well, she's Snow White, of course. I do believe that. With music in her ears? Yeah. That's the hunter in her. Okay. All right. Yeah. Wait. I'm gonna let the fairy tale take over on that one. Okay, no, that's fair. I appreciate since it's 2013 that she does not have wireless earbuds. She has wired. Listen, <laughs> we find out later that wired headphones are where it's at. Airports are. <laughs> they have magical powers. It's a trailer in the middle of the woods, just like the title card. <gasps> just me. Just who? Oh my god. Eon Bailey wearing motion capture Why suit? do they have him in this tank top yeah why formerly known as the wife beater can we talk about as a culture we all called this goddamn fucking top a wife beater that's a horrible yeah. thing to say why we did just, we do that we st- people still say that yeah they do <laughs> they say it like it's the name of a piece of clothing and not a derogatory term like that's actually the police name of it. officer that beats his wife <laughs> that's where that came from police wow. officers wear white ribbed tank tops under their uniform that is an insinuation that cops beat their wives it's a horrible thing to say please everyone stop saying wife beater wow. that is not the name of a piece of clothing it is a goddamn tank top who made that popular? 
<laughs> all of tell me we didn't all as as kids as as millennials as a kid i said it just because that was just like what it was, it was called you called a piece of clothing a horrible thing that would be like calling a shoe the rapist like you don't do that but then i have a hard time because that's all i see it as no, so I, I literally will sit there and i'll be like it's wearing a wife beater. Because tank top feels wrong. <laughs> it feels weird. If the tank top is something you wear to the beach, that is a wife beater. <laughs> like, no. I, I, yeah. But right? It, but this it is. is. A, now, I have a question to everyone listening. First of all, I hope you're not offended by all the stuff we just said. <laughs> First of all, let's time out and say. We're, well, we're openly not saying it. We're both no, saying no, no. it's wrong. No, 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 and we we're are, choosing we not to. But, we like, are. what do you replace it with? What but have you? What is it? Is, are there any youth listening, Lucas? Are there any youth listening oh God, to Lucas. this podcast? What are they calling those in school? Tell what me. Are, what do we call these now? Because if it's just tank top, I feel really weird about that. Because right? that's not a tank top. I have a feeling at some point, because this is a very woke nation in the in the the, the Gen Z post generation, yeah. right? I feel like they would be like, why the hell did you old people used to say what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen, I had my sister-in-law, so she is 17 years old. She's a senior in high school. Um, whenever she stays with us, we watch something on TV. Obviously, we're watching a movie or a TV show. One time, I was like, have you ever seen Jersey Shore? No. She's never seen Jersey Shore. Couldn't believe my eyes. Couldn't believe my ears. Whatever. She, Her mouth, her jaw was on the ground the entire time we watched it by how they talked to people, specifically how the guys talked about girls. Mm, yeah. They were just walking around calling people grenades. Yeah, that's true. And being like, that's for a fat, ugly chick. What? Yeah. We got away with some shit, man. (laughs) They were calling girls hippos to their faces. To their face. Like, not even... (laughs) And like not even with the boys, like to their face. And no, yeah, about this it. wasn't locker room, quote no, 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 unquote. No, no, no. Like, this was full on like your grenade, get out of my house. It was literally like to see if you can do better, <laughs> if you can like come back better. <laughs> Dude, we that we came from a really fucked up generation. <laughs> Let's be honest. And I absorbed <laughs> this content. Yeah. While Willfully. my brain was still developing. Voluntarily. Uh, the effects. The effects. This like is long-term just... effects. I could be entered into a study. Oh, yeah. 100%. As could I. As as could I. Well, uh, August is wearing whatever we call one of those things. And why did we do that on top of a wood guy? That seems weird. That seems he like could have been choice. wearing anything else. He could have been wearing nothing. He's wood. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't need to be a thing. Unless in the neck, when we come back from commercial break, he just transforms into a guy and he's naked. I then wear, put him, that's the Hulk effect, right? He like randomly turns into the Hulk and all of a sudden he has size quadruple extra large shorts. Like that's. Right. Right. So like, I get that, but that's not what this is. You put it also of all things, you put him in a tank top, which is weird because he looks like a schlubby, like, (laughs) right. He looks like the guy in like alpha dog. (laughs) Like it's like, like they were trying to bag. get him to have as little bit of clothing on as possible to be like, he's made of wood. And Is for it? some reason, they settled on a, that. Not to be offensive. Again, this is just going to be me saying not to be offensive this entire show. It feels like he's living in a trailer home, so he has to look like a hillbilly. Like, that's to me what that's right. like. I don't. I don't like it. Like, it feels a little bit, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. Again, Oops. August is giving me high school ex-boyfriend vibes. Yep, agreed. And I don't like it. Not I'm not my high school boyfriend. Never mind. Look, we'll just keep going. With you, so. I'm with you. I'm with you though. Hong Kong, October 2011. Again, the time of season one. August is in the hospital, <laughs> sitting with his hands on his face, turning into wood. And he's like, hey. And it's and the, just a regular the doctor, leg. The doctor's like, what's your problem? My leg is turning into wood. I think she go. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll prove it to you. No, stop! Take him to psych. They said orderlies restrain him. And so now he's running. Very exciting chase scene. This is always the bumbling orderlies, right, of the hospital who are, like, fumbling into everything. I know. Bumping into carts, running into doors. I can't get him. He's too slippery. Like, <laughs> right? Okay, let's go on. Who are you? Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Get the fuck out of here. That is Jason Mendoza of The Good Place. What is Jason Mendoza doing in Hong Kong? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Manny Jacinto. Manny Jacinto. Let me tell you something about Manny Jacinto, okay? This is he, Jason Mendoza. Jason Mendoza is a character on The Good Place. This is why everybody has to catch up because people are like, what the fuck what just happened? <laughs> Jason Mendoza is a character on The Good Place. He's played by Manny Jacinto. Jason Mendoza is a psycho from Jacksonville, Florida, <laughs> who is the dumbest creature on the on the planet Earth who gets sent to The Good Place, right? And he's really- AKA The Bad Place. AKA <laughs> The Good Place. AKA right. The Bad Place. So he he is Filipino and he's a, he's an amazing breakdancer. Those things are not really relevant to Once Upon a Time, but those are things that are relevant to The Good Place. <laughs> uh, we love him so Jason much. Jason Mendoza is one of my favorite television characters ever to be written, period. Like He is the best. He okay, I, I don't know how to explain this, but he's he is cut What is the office version of him? Is he like Oh, he's not honestly not one. Okay, so Jason Mendoza is, he's blissfully stupid, right? But he has the purest heart you could possibly imagine. He's just about having a good time, about partying, but he genuinely cares about his friends and his, right, his circle, his, his crew. He's like, genuinely a good person. Oh, man. I, but he is just so dumb. Oh, God. I can't believe this is Manny Asinta right now. This is freaking me Why out. Why is he in the show right now? Like, that no, came out of I, okay, left so, field. So this, I watched this way before I watched The Good Place. I didn't know who he was. So he was a random person in the show. I immediately forgot about it as soon as he went off screen. And now I, I could pick Manny Asinta out of a crowd. So this is crazy. Let me just, okay. Let's he just barely even said anything and we freaked out. Because no, we was, were like, wait a second. That was huge. You're yelling about your situation. And I work with a man who fixes those kinds of problems. What kind of problems? The kind most people just dismiss. For the right price, you can cure anything. <sighs> Who is he? They call him the dragon. 
I can't not hear Jason Mendoza saying something stupid. I was waiting for him to be like, yeah, but he doesn't breathe fire, bro. <laughs> like It doesn't even sound like him. No. So this is Manny Jacinto, the actor, just trying to, like, feed his kids. <laughs> like, this is just him at work, like, doing a thing, like, doing a character. Oh, my God. That was crazy. This is why. Okay. I need to know if people out there also watch The Good Place and when you hit this part. I know you're going to freak out as much as we did. Because if you, if you watched... Miranda, ten, what did you do? I was going to... Really, I'm talking to Miranda. Like, let's be honest. I'm literally talking directly to Miranda. <laughs> like, if you've watched 15 minutes of The Good Place, you are in love with Jason Mendoza, guaranteed. There's no question. So you... <laughs> and I cannot not see other people's characters in other shows. Especially one like that. Right. Where that character is probably the standout character of that entire cat. It's it's Jason Mendoza and Janet, period. Everybody else yeah. is supporting character to those two people. Because there's, I mean, Eleanor Shellstrop, obviously, she's amazing, right? <laughs> and just like, what's her name? Katie. Fuck it. God damn it. Kristen Bell. Tahani? Kristen Bell oh. is outstanding. She's she's an amazing actress who can do anything. So everything she says is Ted Danson is an incredible actor. He has been for 30 years. So every time he's on script, but that's a seasoned actor, right? Jason uh, Manny Jacinto was a nobody before this show. And this show made him extremely popular. And like to, the, to be even uh darcy carden who plays janet was she was did a little bit of she was she comes from second stage from uh from uh what's the thing that uh that amy poehler and tina fey are from saturday um, night live before saturday night live the thing in, in new york and chicago their comedy oh that yeah uh, was it's second stage chicago and ocb uh, uh the upright citizens brigade ucb sorry the upright citizens brigade is like the comedy uh school that most amazing comedians come from if they come from cities right particularly new york or chicago they are a part of that thing amy poehler tina fey uh the guy who plays sean on the good place uh um mark evan jackson uh they they are all from that same place it's improv comedy school right Mm -hmm. and like darcy carden came from there Manny Jacinto was just the I forgot what his story is. It's in the it's in the podcast, the, like the Good Place podcast. But he's like not from showbiz. <laughs> you know what I'm I mean? Just hanging like, out. Yeah. And he was so amazing on the show. They they just talk about how ridiculously funny he is from being so dumb. And Manny Jacinto's not that stupid, but but the character is so stupid, right? It's yes. a very like Steve Urkeley type, not slapstick. It's not slapstick funny. It's just it's just duncey uh verbal humor. Yeah. You know, it's it's all it's he never like trips over a chair and falls in the and room. It's and it's light. It's very very light. And for, in fact, all the way to the last few minutes of the series, Manny Jacinto as Jason Mendoza remains the light. Stop! Has made me cry so hard. Do you know what I mean? Like like he. But think about what that part meant. Like him as an actor taking closure and putting comedy to it in a way that made you cry and laugh at the same time and made you feel okay with it though you know what i mean like manny asinto did that like the character they wrote it well but manny asinto made it so stupid that in a time where you were sobbing crying at the last few minutes of the last episode of the series as a whole he somehow made you laugh in that little tiny window that's an incredible skill 
like like hiccup sobbing <laughs> like can't breathe like <laughs> like that kind of sobbing you know what i mean yeah that's why we're freaking out so much because this actor doing this ridiculous stupid <laughs> hospital thing it means nothing this 10 second is thing such that an important shut part. Up about. yeah it's such an important part of like i think tv as a whole i think that show is part of a bigger movement right of a different a show that's never been seen on television before and i think he was such a core part of it that that that's like watching picasso <laughs> a sketch on a napkin you know what i mean like right it's, it's like watching the, the the beginning part of that oh man that was that was really a treat that was, that that was, was a little, yeah what a nice little surprise yeah really so now we're back in the trailer present day and uh snow is now you know she bumped into august now they're having a conversation that's that's where we <laughs> jumped to in the time here it's me when it lifted i could move again but i stayed like this so when the curse lifted he still stayed wood which this is, is crazy. my own punishment not the queen's i did this to myself august i'm so sorry this is not good cgi <laughs> There are people in Storybrooke who care about you. This is like you. 2001 CGI. Emma, your father. How is he? My papa. He misses mm. you. I know. Okay, Madison Bailey. Bailey like Madison. Bailey Madison. Emma. Please read. What about her? Did you see she just looked it? just like her like, like exactly yeah yeah there's there's some stuff man and he gets get, he, those faces and I really do wonder is that something that like Bailey Madison being as young as she was wanting to do well like really studied it's just her face. insane and there's only so, there's genetic right there's only so much acting you can do it's just your face like they it's just literally the shape look of your like face. mother and daughter yeah it's crazy like they look it looks like a baby version. Like if I, if I wanted to look at a baby version of Guinea, like in personal family photos, that's why I feel you like would find like, a picture of her. Like it would just be a picture of Bailey Madison. It's <laughs> crazy. Consider, they could all use you back. There's been a lot going on. Henry's father returned. Emma found him. It's those like wide, Emma sad looks. It's like really like they're like, back together again. Something. Uh, uh, no, actually, he's engaged to someone he met in New York. I was hoping. That's my problem. Hoping. This hoping really that things can still you, work I, out. I'm really bothered by this. This looks really that bad. That's really redemption bad. for the mistakes that I've made. But maybe some things you just don't come back from. Triggered. I can't. No matter what you've done, you deserve a second chance. That's easy for you to say. You've never had to worry about forgiveness, redemption. You've never needed it. Rude. Rude. I guess it's time to stop feeling sorry for yourself. Rude. Come back Hold to on. town with me. We'll this is part of my personal life right now, but I'm super triggered. Fuck off. <sighs> super fucking rude. <laughs> that is rude to do to somebody. You never need it. You don't know what I needed or what I went through, so shut your mouth. I hate that. Yeah. I absolutely hate that. <laughs> This is a TV character. I'm not going to get mad about it, but I'm just going to say, don't do that to people. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Public service yes. announcement. Do not tell people how they feel or what they've experienced. You don't know. Goodbye. I'll find Marco. You expect me to face him like this? Woodpile of failure. Don't say that. See? The reason why he's being shitty to her is because he feels sorry for himself. Also triggering. <laughs> Guys, I'm going through some shit. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Don't worry. It's, it's not a big deal. <laughs> However, 
victimizing himself and using that energy to project negative energy onto someone else when you've never had it as bad as me i'm a piling heap of garbage i hate it <laughs> and don't tell anyone you saw. No, I don't care though. <laughs> I really now, just don't get this. Now she's making this like super. Oh my god, those bagels look so good. She's she's putting this like heavy thing on so snow. He's putting this heavy thing on snow. Don't tell anyone you saw me. Now she has to deal with that burden too. I yeah. know. Um. Well, I was super late to work, rushing like crazy, guzzling my giant coffee when this guy crashed into me. <laughs> My coffee soaked my blouse. There was no time to change, so Neil gave me a scarf to hide the stains. And he said I could keep it or call him if I wanted to return it. Gross. <laughs> I decided to call, and, well, we've been together ever since. Sounds like fate. <laughs> I've got to drop Henry off with his grandpa. Thanks for the bagel. Can I just say something? If you're going to make your ex meet your current whatever please don't tell the story of how you met or fell in love i just feel like we could talk about we could talk about anything else in the whole world you don't have to talk about your love story right we don't need the meet cute right day Isn't one that, does, okay, is that inappropriate pull yeah for i think the, it's extremely inappropriate she is henry's mother you're being very disrespectful right, right this is how me and my super soulmate met forever. Like, it feels disrespectful. Because fact. you just put Emma in the most uncomfortable situation. Super awkward. Who has to pretend that that was the cutest thing she'd ever heard in her yeah, life. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, here's my question. If some... I know you understand this. Well, I can just put myself in Emma's shoes right now and I would hit someone. Yeah. If some really awkward, socially inappropriate grandparent level goes oh my god how did you guys meet and emma happens to be in the room when that happens i feel like that's more of like a weird family story that you just write at a table of 10 that's not a conversation you have with just the two of you and your ex and the kid you had together and that's it and then you tell it in the most romantic, yeah, yeah. like viral TikTok-y yeah. way, like where you're like, oh, this Sh- is going to get mad likes right now. Like, Sh- no, actually, everybody's uncomfortable except Sh- for you. She might as well have leaned over and started making out with him when she was done. Yeah. <laughs> like, God. Tomorrow? Look at how nice Henry was. It was nice to meet you tomorrow. Why don't you hold on to that? Okay. What a boss Henry is. Again. See you later. Henry. He's very mature, right? No, he's trying to get Neil to tell her about magic. Oh, but still. I just mean like, he's playing it cool. Yeah. That's something I need to tell you. He's got a good scratchy voice. Yeah, I'm in love with him. He's got a great... I'm okay, from thing. a place called the Enchanted Forest. <laughs> you did okay. Hold on. Of all the things that you didn't need to lead with, I think you need some more context before you call the place where you're from the fucking Enchanted Forest. 
You this. made her come all the way to the middle of nowhere, Maine, to say that. I would, first of all, be running for my life because I would think that I was going to be murdered. I'd be like, that's okay. That's cute. Go to bed. <laughs> stupid. This is stupid. I'm being serious. Here. Oh, I hate this. Use this book to tell you where I'm from, too. This feels like the dumbest way to tell, like, a muggle. You know what I mean? That magic is real. Yeah. These are... Oh, my God. These are real. Fairy tales. Nope. And they're real. And they're more than real. Oh, you're fucking crazy? That's the part you should have led with. That's the part you should have led with. You don't go, I'm from Enchanted Forest. (laughs) What the hell are you doing? I'm trying to be honest with you. If you wanted to be honest, you would tell me what this is really about. Cute blonde who was just here, mother of your child. Emma? Not a fool, Neil. I saw the way you two look at each other. Uh, it's, it's not like that. There's the soap opera part. Do you think they just like, there's like a switch on the wall and they're like, soap opera, click, right? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they just did it. Also, didn't that just feel like if you replace this dramatic like string music with like plucky music, doesn't this just turn into an SNL sketch? <laughs> Yes. I'm from a place called the Enchanted Forest, and I'm cousins with Pinocchio, son. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's parody. That's stupid. Like, you're playing this dramatic string music so she can go, What are you doing? I'm angry. I'm like, Nah, this is dumb. <laughs> I think it's why you wanted to hide under the table when Henry asked how we met. You didn't want her to hear the story. Yeah, we picked up on it well, too. Y- if you want to we didn't her, want you her to hear the story me. either. <laughs> yeah, I, to force me away. I don't want to force you away. Here's the thing, Neil. When you're ready to be honest with me about yourself and your feelings, then come find me. All right, you just made up an argument. Yep. The come find me people, that's that's my favorite. When you're ready to blah, 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 Yeah, all right, blah, blah, I won't. set a time and place and we can talk. Okay. <laughs> I can't, can't even do it a straight face. <laughs> oh, are we going to see the honeypot sign? Oh. Because I'm seeing it? neon signs. I am seeing neon. Very good, yeah. Is that, is that a is thing? This is Jason Mendoza? This is Jason Mendoza. He's also so young. Yeah, he's like a kid. He's in Phuket and some bitch tomorrow, dropped her cell phone and he's like, hey, miss. And it's not miss. It's tomorrow. In Phuket. It's actually Hong Kong. Is it Hong Kong? Oh, it's Hong Kong. You're right. Sorry. He woke up in Phuket and went to Hong Kong. You're right. This is Hong Kong. Sorry. Yes. This is Hong Kong. Well, she's still, in Hong Kong. Tamara. Why the hell are their timelines crossing? Overlapping. Weird. What does this mean? And she's like in like mysterious, you know, yes. covering peach cobbler. That I pie does not look it's that great. Enjoy your I pie. It's on me. Hate it. Mayor of Storybrooke. <laughs> I'm also Henry's mother. You probably heard of me. I'm kind I mean, of a big deal. He's a cute little kid that was wandering through the woods, right? Yes. I just wanted to thank you for calling me about him. Oh my yeah, gosh! No, no sweat. I, we I, forgot I about the bomb that was dropped last week. 
Oh god, we never talked about it. Shit. I promised at the beginning of this episode we would talk about this. Is this the time to talk about it? Let's just talk about it. Greg Mandel is Owen, is that his name? Owen. Okay, Greg Mandel equals Owen. Owen, for those of you who did not listen to last episode, Owen was a boy with his dad who was right outside of Storybrooke when Storybrooke was dropped in place in Maine when the curse happened. They were literally camping. There was nothing. And then the, the town like appeared and he was like, holy shit, a town is here. And so he just walked into it with his son and Regina was being weird and whatever. Long story short, we don't know what happened to the dad, but Owen ran away outside of the town skirt, you know, town of, line. Away from Regina. Right. Because she was trying to kidnap him. She's crazy. Because uh, she wanted a son. Because she's, again, crazy. Right. Uh, and then Owen uh, had that little, what what do you call that? Not a talisman, but he had a little heirloom from his dad on yep. his keys. And uh, he said, I'm going to find you, dad. And, they, they, you know, he, he tried to bring the cops back to the town, but obviously the town is cursed, so no one can see it. So try to bring the cops back. Cops are like, that's not a real town. So then he was stuck in the real world. Then we found out that Greg had the same heirloom. And he's like, I'm going to find you, Dad. And so Greg actually equals Owen. So what are the implications of Greg being Owen? First of all, not a random stranger that crashed into a tree. Mm -hmm. That means he's coming back to Storybrooke to find his dad. So we know that. First kind of agenda is greg probably has been lying about everything this entire time that's the other yes. thing as soon as we found that out at the last 10 seconds of the last episode we're like oh shit this guy's been lying about everything remember when he like didn't know whether magic was happening or not and he he yeah, was a boy he, well he didn't know that magic was there but he had already been suspicious of the town surely as a boy suspicious yes. of this bitch for sure for a virginia for sure he definitely right. doesn't trust her so that's the thing is the last time we saw Greg, we know but Regina like, how was the scariest did he thing get here? How did he know the curse was broken? Like, there's so many well, he probably questions. Didn't know the curse Has he broken, just but... been? But so does he just hang out in Maine like every so often? He I'm shows sure, up and is I'm like, sure right. he's been looking the whole time. He's been trying to find that same place he brought the cops back to because he knows the town is there. He knows he's not right. crazy. I'm sure he's been trying to get back in the whole time. Once Emma broke the curse. He was probably able to get back in, and this is the first time he's been successful, as my guess. Oh, right? Because okay. right. wouldn't yeah, yeah, you yeah. Like, be continuously looking for it, and then all yeah, of a sudden, yeah. So like it every couple months, he just shows up at the road, and he's like, "All right, not there yet." Thirty years try later. Back. Yeah. He just like, oh shit, here it is. <laughs> Imagine what? the payoff. Crazy. Spoilers. We're gonna get into it. <laughs> I know, but like. <laughs> So a, now, like really what is his that. angle right now? But that's like, what I'm saying. He at this literally point. knows this is Regina. Like the Regina who tried to kidnap him as a kid. Yes. <laughs> so this. And she's kid, being creepy again. Again. She's like, the pie's on me. I'm <laughs> <Like, laughs> the mayor. Right, like, right, right. Exactly the way he let. That's the other thing is he aged 30 years and she doesn't have a wrinkle. She looks exactly the same as what he remembers right. she got kidnapped as. Everybody in the town, in fact, looks exactly the same as when he left. So there's also that. Crazy. Oh my gosh, you're right. You know what I'm saying? There are implications there. And, and for that reason alone, he knows there's some bullshit going on in this town. Right. The fact that every single person he met when he was a boy looks exactly the same and he's exactly. a grown ass man. 
That even yep. that. Okay, so let's see how this scene plays out. I'm fairly certain we haven't met before, but you do seem oddly familiar. This is, oh! a, this is a script issue I always have a problem with. He's been in this town for mad long. She, she, she needed to say that first thing or don't say it at all. Why all of a sudden, once you inform the audience of this connection, all of a sudden Regina's like, hmm, just really suddenly, like today, you all of a sudden look familiar. Like I Well, hate she was that. super I'm okay, so I'm the I'm the only bone that I'm throwing to them is that she was super preoccupied with Cora and yeah. all of that up until now. Now she has like a bunch of free time. So she's like, Oh, I should probably figure out what's going on in the town now. I love that. And if you were a writer in the writer's room, you would say, you know, we really need to give Regina a reason to be grilling this guy. You would give her on set some reason to like finally be like, oh, I don't have I don't have my mom around anymore. And all of a sudden you're like you like double tick and go, wait a minute. Right. There's some kind of yeah. indication in the scene where you saw something you didn't see before. Because now yeah. this this feels out of place. Yeah. If. When he first came into the town, she was like, hmm, he kind of looks, nah, can't be. Then all of a sudden this scene comes up where she's like, you know, something's been bugging me. That now makes sense. But yes. they never established even, because they didn't want to give away that little hint. Yeah. They waited for that episode that we just saw. That like, it now doesn't make sense that out of the blue, she would all of a sudden be like, you know what? <laughs> like, I don't, like, it just feels a little, a little bit forced, a little bit random that those are the little things that I wish like, and that's why I wonder, like, did they plan that or did they decide at some point through, wouldn't it be cool if in like two episodes we make this right? And then, so, so, so they yeah. write this whole, this whole episode, they do this whole backstory and they go, and then in the next episode, Regina will be like, I remember you. And I'm like, yeah, you didn't plan any of those scenes before. Right. So this is just not realistic. You're planning a very linear, very strict timeline for you to then randomly throw this in and it not match up with the last. 12 days like i'm just like that's not and how, we're just going with yeah it. i'm like that's not how memories work okay guys <laughs> i don't see how that's possible unless have you spent a lot of time in carlisle pennsylvania nice <laughs> nice <laughs> throw that i have oh and not jersey Craig. with the cake boss well oh my god she's like, she's you need during your stay here please don't hesitate to ask those looks those looks are loaded if i were you i tried the fish special it's right up your alley Black and soul. Okay. Regina, you can do better than that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was very that was fucking Regina. that was dive bar bomb at the comedy open mic bad. <laughs> Didn't like that. That was horrible. <laughs> you hey, get she should have said up? you get it and like elbowed her. <laughs> to the side. I found him. My boy. She's alive. <laughs> Aww. Of course, Geppetto is was sitting at the bar. He's been living right. in an abandoned trailer down near the toll bridge. What can we do? Can we help him? No. The troll bridge. <laughs> sort of do it every time. Mother Superior. <laughs> it's, it's the blue fairy. She helped once. She can help again. She must. <laughs> but like the last time we got eaten by a whale, but it's fine. It's fine. I love the pan to the weird two old guys who clearly play dominoes in the park every day before we get to Tamara. That was a long shot. It's not good directing. That's okay. That guy got paid like 50 bucks to be on set that day. <laughs> to be like, oh yeah. Good luck. 
We have no idea why she's in Hong Kong. We don't know anything. Of, so Tamara backstory. We don't know anything about anything yet. No. But we know that she was in Hong Kong when August was there. So she's doing some magic shit with the magic man. Right? Yes. All right. So this is the guy I'm talking about. Very important Please to the story. Sit. Because we're gonna we're gonna keep going back to this moment, this place, everything, right? Tell me, why have you come? Love this guy, typecast Asian guy in Hollywood, always, always plays super humble guy from the <laughs> from the Orient. Like he's every time he was in like Balls of Fury, like anytime he like a token Asian guy, this guy's the guy. Here's a resume. He does. You see he that? Does. No. Because the problem is with your other leg. <laughs> You're turning to wood. Pinocchio. <gasps> he knows who you are. you know my name? <laughs> who are you? Okay, we all do. <laughs> yeah. It's a, I hate it's that. a fairy tale. Like, waste your energy not on me, but on your affliction. All you need to worry about is whether I can help you. And the answer is, indeed I can. That's smart. Like, get into it. You know what I mean? There are other conditions. I need an item of great value to you. Money, I have. No, that comes later. Can I just momentarily point out this trope of it is important that I have something of great value to you for magic to happen, i.e. the thing you love most? Mm-hmm. Aha. There's a little bit of a magic Bible thing going on there, right? Where, where yeah. like, in order for something really extraordinarily magical to happen, there's a little bit of a price, and some of that price is usually this, like, it's it's two versions of the same story. The thing you love most and the thing that is of highest value, there is a correlation between yes. <laughs> how much more powerful the magic has to be. You have to sacrifice something like not just normal, but something extraordinary. Yeah. I need something close to your heart. Something that cannot be replaced. That's exactly what Rumpel told Regina. This? It's... Hey, it's his whale! Worthless. Dependent, perhaps, but the string. It was the string your father used to animate you as a freshly coughed puppet. In a way, it first gave you life. Is this like a mystery? He like knows ahead of time. Like From what? Soul. <laughs> Will it work? Perhaps. I love this. He's no, like, there's no other way to dramatically take a necklace no. off than always like, snap it off this your neck like that every time. From your wallet. Ten thousand American dollars. <laughs> this is how fortune telling works. In case you're wondering, <laughs> bring the money tonight, and you shall never turn to wood again. I know about August. Feels like a scam. He came to me shortly after the curse broke and asked if I would return him to what he was. Why didn't you? Because what he was is what he is. Do you remember the morning I found you on that beach all those years ago? The day I turned your son into a real boy? Yes. It was the happiest day of my life. This poor guy. I told Pinocchio, so long as he remained brave, truthful, and unselfish, he would stay a real boy. Hey! There it is. 
There's your chug, y'all. It's the first, first drink moment of the whole show. So I just drink it all now. <laughs> hey, it was the Blue Fairy. We were right. Do we get prizes if we're right? Bragging rights. Like what? Yeah, bragging rights. Okay. <laughs> but I'm That's afraid fine. he did not. That is why he changed back. And that's why there's nothing I can do for him. It's true he's done some things he regrets. We all have. But You're projecting, have another Margaret. <laughs> right? If there is still a path of redemption for August, it is one that he must travel on his own. No one can force him, or it will not be true. Also triggering. Don't mind me. Don't despair, Marco. Ten Hail Marys, and he'll right. be back to normal. There yeah. has to be. He's like, I have 10 bucks. Here's how much more I need. It's gonna be Tamara. Hey, hey. hi. Hey. Uh, of course it is. I, saw, I, I know you. Yeah, well, stupid. Wasn't planning on staying very long. Come on, humor me. Celebrating alone is no fun. Doesn't this feel a little sus? Feel sus. Yeah. Okay, hold on. You do not pull out an envelope of like ten thousand dollars. Nobody does that. To pay the bartender like five bucks for your shitty drink. <laughs> Sus thing number two. <laughs> Flashing your good. A medicine right? man wouldn't take plastic. <laughs> um, to second chances. We know that we're the same. Expensive. Right, tourist. We're the same. It's a scam. Like it feels like a scam. Like, are you gonna you roofie him? him? This is a, this is a very rare form. It's a grift. I was diagnosed. Like a specialist told me I was on borrowed time. Ever since, I've been all over the world trying to find a cure. Doctors, when you say ever since, I know what people who have cancer look like. You're not one of them. <laughs> and no one could. And then, then I heard about the dragon. <sighs> How about you? Skin condition. Acne. <laughs> yeah. You know there are creams. Yeah, I wish. Now this condition, once it uh, spreads, I'm done for. Well, I'm well, glad you found it too. Thanks. Remember when he saw him? He tell you he needed a personal item. Mm. Who yeah. carries something like that around with them? Anyway, <laughs> luckily I had a photo of my grandmother and me in my wallet. It's a lot yeah, of sharing. This is fake. No, it's it's a lot of oversharing. If my cancer is too. Yeah. Especially over drinks. This has Griff written all over it. Yeah. Guys, oh. this is just this is a Mackie and Isla PSA on how to recognize Griff so that you don't get bested at a bar from a street. Yeah. Trust no one. <laughs> PSA. Don't do this. Or a friend. Sorry, That's right actually back. extremely yeah. shitty. Or that. That's true. That is also grifting. To be fair, same principle. It is. It's the same thing. It is it's personal. It's actually worse because it's personal. Well, griffs tend to be very personal. PSA. Anyway. Speaking of griffs, leverage. Great show. Just because every once in a while when I throw out random things that I think mean nothing to anyone, I get a bunch of comments in the Discord be like, oh my god, I love that. So if anybody watched Leverage, <laughs> this is the moment to bring that out because I said grift multiple times and that's a whole thing. 
uh, on that show. That's one of the characters on that show is a grifter. And that's the whole point. The reason why I'm bringing this up is that's the whole point of the way that grifts are done is like getting in with someone to look like uh, an innocent, right? Like a, like someone who you're not threatened mm-hmm. by. And then they get in close to you and that's how they can best you is like the, the people who you, who um, you let your guard down around are the people who can take the most advantage you know what I mean? So, like, that's the whole idea of grifting. Is there's theft and there's grifting. Theft is literally just stealing a thing. Grifting is establishing an entire story around something to get someone to trust you so that they can let you inside of their security system. And then they steal from within. That is much more personal than theft. <laughs> that's what leverage yep. is. The whole, the whole show of leverage is about that. But that. <laughs> Oh, and she left all of her money there with her purse. She left her purse with $10,000 and she's just been flashing with him and walks over there. Get out of here. Yeah. You're you're terrible at this. This is bad. You are terrible at this. And she's intentionally, like, putting her back to him and stuff. No, no, you're stupid. This is so dumb. And he's a complete and utter moron for falling for this shit. Jason Mendoza's gonna be right there. Right, yeah. So he is not selfless brave work. Hey. Long time. Oh, shit. That's present day. Tomorrow found August present day. Oh, because she heard them in the back. Got it. For someone who spent his entire life running should be in better shape. They really do. They really do flip flop between the like past and pre- they don't indicate when they're going back. Into- that was like an entire past scene, and then they were like present scene for five seconds. Okay, past scene again. <laughs> right. Like they didn't indicate. It's hard to watch. It's whiplash watching. <laughs> you have what you promised. I believe we discussed the price, the money. You have it? So they're alluding to the idea that because he's doing things that are selfish. Quite strange way of sending us signals, isn't it? That he's turning into wood because. Hearing them. He's not being. Yeah. She, did you hear that? He said the tricky part isn't hearing the signals that your body tells you when your body's trying to transfer. It's it's about knowing what they mean. <laughs> What's in this bottle will stop you from turning to wood, yes. But that's just a symptom. Only you can cure yourself. I find it conspicuous that he left her photo out. On the right table. there. You know what I mean? This whole thing feels like a scam. It does. Yep. It's too convenient for all those things to happen at the once. And is like the reason he's doing all this just because he doesn't want to turn to wood? Stop! Is that a selfish reason? That's mine. I'm so sorry. Hey! Somebody stop him! Out of the way! So they're running. 
And he um, fell. He fell for no reason. <laughs> he just, he just is tripped and fell on the ground. You deserve your fate. Yeah, but this is the thing that keeps me from turning to wood. So your cancer shit is something different. <laughs> yeah, like what? This is weird. This whole thing is weird and silly, <laughs> and is is more a print, an act, act in principle. Okay, so now we're in present day. By the way, present day. Yeah. How much of a decorator? Then again, I guess a man made of wood doesn't require much. You can see me. You believe? Do you think I would have chased down someone called the dragon if I didn't? I don't understand. What are you doing in Storybrooke? How is this even possible? What I'm doing in Storybrooke doesn't concern you. But I need you to do something. And after what you pulled in Hong Kong, you owe me. What could I ever what do for you? What is happening right now? Please. This is, yeah. It's a simple request considering what I'm about to offer you. You're going to explain this. Did you follow me? Are you like me? Magical? No. I'm quite human. But forget for a second why I'm here and who I am, and instead ask yourself the more important question. How? My cancer was a death sentence, remember? Yet, here I am. The dragon. The liquid in the bottle, it worked. It cured me, August. And it can cure you, too. Also feels like about. a scam. <laughs> oh, that's definitely a scam. The my apartment in New York. You can go get it. All I <coughs> ask is that you leave Storybrooke now and never return. Say why? I don't get this. You're the fiance. Are you and Neil here for the magic? Are you two trying to take the magic? Storybrooke. Neil has nothing to do with any of this. Okay? He knows as much as you do. What does Actually, that mean? A lot more. So do we have a deal? I can't leave without knowing what you're doing here. Sure you can. And you will. You're the same man I left in a Hong Kong gutter. A man willing to do anything to save himself. And that's what I'm offering, August? Salvation. Selfishness. Mm-hmm. To test another test, right? You know, I'm all set on towels. That's why you're here. I air dry. I'm here because I realize why you look so familiar to me. No, you don't. No way. I've met before. No, you don't. Owen. This is what? stupid. I kept this all these years as a reminder of our time together. You were just a boy when you gave this to me. All right, fine, that's fair. <laughs> that's a that's a good way for her to remember. I, I I wonder I didn't recognize you. Okay, um, this crossed a line. You because you look exactly the same. Virginia. There you go. It's as if no yes. time has passed for you. Monthly juice cleanse does wonders for the skin. You could have come to me, Owen. You could have told me who you are and why you're here. I, I think you know why I'm here. I honestly don't. I'm looking for my father. That's, a stu father. that's stupid. He left shortly after you did. I never saw him again. I, I don't why you. would he believe you? Be that as it may, it's the truth. People don't just disappear. 
Regina. Scared little boys tend to have overactive imaginations. I'm not a scared little boy anymore, Madam Mayor. Good it's answer. taken me a long time to get back here. Like 30 not years. Not 30 years? Are you kidding me? Because he's not here. Where is he? I'm invested. I know. Or what? Contrary to what you might think, people can't just disappear. Not, not when you're around. Our children make their own decisions, Marco. You can't blame yourself for anything that's happened. Yes, I can. And you should blame me too. The wardrobe. Oh no. I built No, don't do it. The one that transported Emma to this world. She did not go alone. Of course she did. The wardrobe only had enough magic to transport one person. No, that was a lie. Oh, I we're doing this. Tell you. I appreciate that he's, magic to transport he's trying to, like, make amends. What does he have to lose? Your daughter. And my son. Hirokio. I could have gone with her. With him. Oh. There is no apology I could give that could ever make up for what I did. He's doing the right thing. Right? But I am so sorry. He's it's doing just the right thing. It's just not the time. Yeah, I was like, it's doing? just not the time He's for apologizing. Snow to deal okay. with this right I now. That. No, that he doesn't mean. know what's going on, though. Marco, He's no idea. I'm so sorry. I'm not myself. Okay. That's stupid. That's stupid. This is a perfectly reasonable scene. That is a perfectly reasonable yeah. reaction. Now, here's the thing I really have a problem with this for. That is, once again, a TV show going, that's a woman acting completely unreasonable. No, that's a woman yeah, doing exactly like, the right thing, and you're villainizing it. I fucking hate this. That this is, is completely really reasonable for her to be mad about that. Right? Aren't you turning her into a wild and crazy woman who's out of control of her emotions? It's bullshit. Yep. Yes. This is really upsetting. <laughs> and I love this scene and I love the way they wrote it. And I love that this is an old man who made a perfectly reasonable choice to say, I'm going to do the right thing and tell you. Also, it hasn't really been that long, right? Since the curse has been lifted mm -hmm. and he got a chance to be with her. And now he remembers. It's not like 30 years later he's trying to right, make amends. He like now remembers. And at the first kind of reasonable circumstance or kind of a yes. that he goes... I'm it's not okay that I just live with this. I have to tell you. Yeah. That she then has some reaction. She goes, Oh no, I'm being super awful. Like Yeah. No. I up until that point, I actually really liked the fact that they they gave him that makes me respect Geppetto a lot. Yeah. Because he doesn't care about what the retribution is for that. He doesn't care what the consequences of that. He says and that that makes the <laughs> This is, this is just me projecting again. What genuine apologies really, really are, right? I, yeah. I, I respect the fact that a genuine, when a genuine apology feels truly genuine with no question whatsoever. There was no agenda on that. That was not to make Geppetto feel better. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? no. He was that just was coming a, clean. That was 100% for Snow. And for them to turn that into she's being a stupid wild woman again. Just ruins the whole scene. Mistake, I would have done the same yep. thing for my child. I hate this. I forgive you. You were protecting your son. No. I burdened him with a weight no child should have to bear, and I called it love. This makes the woman the bad guy. Right? As we do. But that's what I'm saying. 
And then it makes the guy the hero because he's like, no, I should have never yep. done that. And she's like, no, I forgive you. Why did I do that? Oh my God, I'm the worst. What? Oh, August is not there. Wow. Okay. First of all, leaving Storybook Drink. And second of all, he's just gone. <laughs> kind of like my co-host. <laughs> Who, unbeknownst to the audio listeners, has left. <laughs> Which I could have made, like, a th not a thing, but uh, since there are people watching video, I figured I'd address it. So here we are. <laughs> We're just going to wait for Isla to come back. And uh, when she does, she doesn't listen to these shows after the fact. So this will just be a little secret between us. Now we have to come up. Okay, now we have to come up with a thing that you have to say on Discord to let her know that this was a moment that we had. What are we going to do? Guys. Uh, I don't know. We have to come up with something. Wait, we got this. We are gone. That's what we're going to do. We are gone. Now we are broken. We are gone. Okay, don't tell anyone. Okay, good. Hi. What's up? Hey. Hey, hi. How you doing? I wasn't, good. I wasn't doing anything while you were gone. It's weird. Oh, Why my gosh. Did you play a prank on me? I did. A little bit. Fuck. I brought my makeup wipes so I can wash my makeup off so I can go right to bed after we're done recording. So this is a solid move. Truly now solid you all move. know. This is the real life. <laughs> It's a solid move. That's a good. That's a good idea. Uh, you know what? It's fine. I'll have to listen to the episode. I just told everyone that you don't listen to the episode, so I said that we would do <laughs> that. We would <laughs> that we would make a we would make a Discord phrase for that moment, and then I couldn't think of anything, and then my brain stopped, and then I came oh, up with okay. something stupid. All right, like, I'll let you guys have it then. But like seconds before you came back, all right, fine. Came, have your up, fun. I came up with something dumb. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> so no one's fine. probably going to do it. Have your fun. It's fine. <laughs> I'll be oh. here washing my makeup off. <laughs> just do one. Just only, But make sure you only do one side of your face. Also, please, nobody come for me for the whole using baby wipes to wash my makeup off. I really who's going to come for you? Wait, who's going to come for no, you? No, people, people come for everyone on that. They're like, that's not, you know, what that's are you not talking how you're about? supposed to wash your makeup off. And I'm Stop like, you know it. what? Who cares? Judge my life. Shut up. At least I'm washing it off. Some people go to sleep with their makeup still I'm on. I'm saying. It's okay. It's fine. All right. We'll continue. Your photograph. It's on the desk. Do not forget to take it when you leave. See? Scam. I'm not going anywhere until I get the truth. Interesting choice of words from someone who lied about being sick. I knew it. You're right. I mean, obviously. I don't have an answer. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. What? Wow, we're so shocked. For, no, no. for a very long time. Uh, the magic. It's rare in this world. So rare, most would say it's fiction. But not you. Not me. Who are you? That's but true. They're in Hong Kong. They're in the land without magic. That has not been easy. I found the world full of frauds. Until you. I will tell you right now, by the way, we talk about this every once in a while, but how things are shot. Remember I talked about rim lighting in the library with Rumpel and Belle? Yep. Lighting a set like this 
from the outside where a light perfectly hits someone's eyes, first of all, very purposeful. Second of all, means something. And third of all, very, very difficult to pull off. So Also, it looks great. Hat, like, just... Like, it looks so pretty right now. It's so gorgeous. And all this atmospheric light right in the front. Sometimes they do that digitally in post, but a lot of times it's not. They just pump a bunch of smoke and random shit into, like, there's, like, spray cans you can put, right? But what's funny is, and I've experienced this on sets before... This is inside of a building. There is zero, zero natural light. None. So, so without natural light, you have to figure out how to make it look like it looks. Well, if you ever... I think we might have talked about this before. We talked about a best boy and a gaffer, right? We talked about, like, yeah. those kind of, right? So, Well, yeah, because we went over this during the library scene with Belle and Rumple. Right, right. Right, and who's responsible for what, right? So a gaffer, like people may have heard the term gaff tape, gaffer's tape, comes from the tool that a gaffer would use. A gaffer is a manager. Gaffer's the manager of all the lighting people. All the people who put up, right? A best boy is the person in charge of the crew who puts all the lights up. And then there's like lighting people, right? Who yep. grips, who put all the light, all the little stands with things on it. Well, the gaffer, I've seen this. I've been on a, sh- on a shoot where a gaffer will come up to the director, get real close to him and be like, hey, so this scene, what are you thinking? Like uh, like 3.30, like 5.30, like uh, 5.45? And I was like, and then he ran out of the room. And I was like, what the hell did that guy just say? They were like, oh yeah, he's talking about time of day. So he literally can go to a director and be like, what time of day you want? 3.30? Got it. And he'll go and adjust the light to make it look like exactly 3.30 p.m., Coming through the deck, like coming through the window. That's crazy. <laughs> That's what a gaffer's response, like like expertise is, right? Is making like, so he would have gone to a director of photography who's in charge of the, the camera crew. And he would have said, what are you looking for? Looking for like sunset? Looking for like 4.30? Got it. And he would have been like, okay, the color temperature on this has to be exactly this kind of level of orange. The, you know, the atmosphere has to be this level of hazy. It has to be this thickness, has to be this brightness. And the, and the way that it, how hard are the shadows, Right. All that stuff is that gaffer. If you ever go to a movie theater and you stay for the credits and you watch the gaffer's credit roll by, know that every single scene, that's what that guy was doing. He was walking up to the director of photography and going, what time of day do you want? (laughs) And he was making the color and the lighting and everything look perfect. Unless it's like a really, really wide where it's outside, it's shot in a soundstage. And if it's in a soundstage, there's one guy responsible for making it look like whatever time of day it is. And this is a perfect example of like, this is not in a building that's outside like it looks. This is in a soundstage where they had lights outside looking like daylight and they had light coming in the room and he would have had to say, what time of day is this so I can make all of the lights in the space look the same. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Harper thinks thinks that if the sun is up, it is morning. Sure. So like we'll like we'll day. get out of we'll get out of school and she'll go. Is it still morning? Because this because she it's, equates it to the sun. That's really funny. yeah. And I'm like yeah, it's still it's still I mean, kind of morning. And she's like okay. <laughs> That's actually really cute. <laughs> and then when it's dark out, it's nighttime, obviously. But like she'll wake up. Yeah. That means she's here in spirit, right? <laughs> morning, Harper. Just I just like when she wakes up and she'll go. Is it morning or is it still nighttime? Oh, because is it dark when she wakes up? Yeah, it's like it can be half and half. Like sometimes like she doesn't get it, it, yeah. it's still dark. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of love that. And I'm like, ah. I'm like, well, it's really early because Harper is one of those kids that has gotten up at the same time every 
night like her entire life We've right just yeah, never yeah, yeah. i've never had a sleep issue knock on wood right she's right. three sure. she's three and a half i don't really know what sleep happened now, I think I she's good. But, <laughs> um like since she was two weeks old i used to have to wake her up the first two weeks of her life to feed her overnight because she was a preemie and then mm. once her pediatrician signed off and was like you're good you can like let her sleep as long as she wants i've never been up in the middle of the night with my kid. Wow, that's that's incredible, actually. <laughs> like, I was never one of those, like, sleep-deprived new moms. I was right. like, yeah, I'm sleep... You're just, just going... You know, I'm just sleeping like normal. So, if she'll wake up at, like, between 7 and 7.30 every... No matter what. If she goes to bed late, she's still up at 7.30. Like, she doesn't... <laughs> she, it's just who she is. It's her little clock that'll that's go Taryn. off. And she'll be like, um... It's 100% Taryn. Is it morning? And then she'll go do i have school today and i'm like yeah it's thursday and she goes hmm. okay she i feel like on. those i feel like those like cognitive things though are really they're they're so good that it's so good that she's so curious that she's asking a lot of questions and that she, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? like she's like putting things together on her own you know what i mean i like that harper is not a why kid but she's yes. a question kid she's still curious but she's not just she's not she's not for saying answers. why she's like, why why yeah. I, that really bothers me she's always asking questions she's so inquisitive inquisitive yeah she's so much she's, smarter than me um but she's like putting it together on her own which is nice it's like fun to piece together her thoughts like it's really right. cool to watch how her thought process works yeah i love that uh anyway i know i got a big soapbox about yeah harper jane and i got a big soapbox about time of day but but honestly this stuff is fascinating to me because i work in the industry obviously that is fascinating though because that's cool right this this one scene in particular that you have paused on right now if you paid me a million dollars to tell you if it was outside or inside i would not be able to tell you yeah and it's funny because like the the sets that i have been fortunate enough to be to be on are like they if if you can imagine like for my Disney fans, right? If you've ever been in Runaway Railway, or you've ever been in uh, what, in the like in the land, or in uh, mm-hmm. you know, like you, if you look around at those huge sound stages, it's a small world. Everybody in the world look has been on. It's a small world, right? <laughs> Hamilton, yeah, killed it. Um, right? You see those sound stages where if you're in there and you're looking at everything, look up for a second and look at how freaking tall the ceiling is. Or don't if you don't want to ruin high. the magic because sometimes that does bother me when I do that. But. Well, that's true. Yeah, it, t- it does take you out. But like, if you can imagine what those big giants—they're humongous rooms, four stories high, right? That's what this room is, and they built I know. this room they're standing in. I would get it wrong. This giant room, and then they and then they do all these things around, and they actually build like a background, and then another layer beyond that, and a layer outside the window in case they have to turn it around. It was like being on a set in my early twenties. You know, I, I did some assistant directing and I did BTS footage and I did all these things and like stepping, just walking around. So like basically all those sets are always there. And when they're shooting in this corner of the set, I'm just standing over here walking around on a set that's not being used. And I'm just like looking around at stuff and the light switches wow. and the books and all right. Because they literally just flip all the lights and turn the camera and then shoot on your part. So like I'm just standing in a real place. I'm looking around at the walls and like the windows and like all these places where they put stuff and like, right. And I'm like, this is how it's done. This wow. is crazy. If you ever get a chance to ever do a studio tour or anything, if you happen to live near or something like that, do it. It's, it's wild. You watch TV your whole life. It's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's just, cool. It's nerdy, but it, I don't know. It's cool to me. Anyway, this is beautiful. Hats off to the DP. Hats off to the gaffer. 
amazingly lit. I'm sure they won a bunch of technical awards for this because this is this is really really exceptionally done. This bottle with the most sophisticated techniques available to man. You know what I found? Nothing. So I'm a fraud too. No. So you mad? <laughs> Literally, nothing. The liquid in this bottle doesn't contain a single element found in this world. Can you explain that? What I create is not from this world because the people who need my help suffer from affliction that science cannot treat. People like the man you stole that from. I didn't steal anything. <laughs> yeah, no, she didn't. I paid for what's in this bottle. But now that I have it, I can't risk anyone else finding you. It was nice meeting you. <laughs> hey. You haven't met me. At least not the real me. Does that feel a little good? She thought she had the upper hand and he just Yeah, why did she think that would work? There's some words about the taser used in this in the wiki that we didn't talk about. Yeah, it was. I didn't care until I saw this and realized how horribly lame this is. Yeah. Also, they referred to Edward Kitsis as Eddie with two D's. I hate I that. I really didn't like that. <laughs> good old Eddie. I was like, Do nope. you think you should be driving a car? That's a good question. I mean, you can still see. Right? And he can still, like, move his arms, so I guess he can still drive. You really just, right? You need to be able to, like, move your ankle. Do this. Hello? Is anyone here? I'm confused at what happened. He was he left Storybrooke, and then he turned He saw the picture and then turned out. I wonder if you think she's dangerous. I'm a swan. Emma. I don't know. It's, going it's August. August. Listen to me. I have to warn you. August? Warn me. Warn you know me about what? what? And that's why we got rid of landlines. <laughs> Is that why? <laughs> Not because you're dumb and expensive and useless. <laughs> A few days after you left. So he figured it out because I of the back picture. To beg him to fix me, and we both know what I found. At the time, I was too wrapped up in myself to wonder what had happened. To question. This is the second time that someone has like done a nose thing instead of checking a pulse. So the first time this happened, Red Riding Hood stuck a blade underneath Snow's nose to see if she was breathing. I'm going to be honest, I do that. Instead of a pulse? Yes, I can never, never find a pulse. I'm oh, dead. Okay, that's fine. But in TV, um, though? I feel like TV is typically like a... Yeah, but like... Doesn't as matter a, can... So again, as a new mom, you check to see if your kid's breathing, like every second of every day but would you do that to a stranger if you saw them pass out <laughs> that seems like a I would, weird... yeah i mean yeah in that kind of predicament i think i would really okay i buy it because i, I, or I, I put my hand on their chest i would touch something just to fi- feel breathing not a pulse really, really? like breath that's yeah. the first time i've ever heard that i can never find a pulse that feels wildly unreliable <laughs> can you not do it to your time you're like oh i'm dead i can't uh, no pulse. yeah I, I used to literally think it, I'd be nope. like, 
Hey, my heart's not beating. Hey, mom, should I be concerned about this? This is this is only for the brookies. Um, back in my heavy Twilight days, I used to genuinely be concerned that I was a vampire at some points. Um, <laughs> the chokehold that Stephanie Meyer had on my generation is unmatched. Stephanie honestly. Meyer is uh, oh god. When we do it, our Twilight episode, like we'll gave me hope that I was going to be a, a fucking vampire. Pile of garbage that Stephanie Meyer is. Yeah. How the how the hell did the two biggest female authors like right. of our lifetime so are also heaping piles of hot garbage? So disappointing. Sucks. It's really, it really it's fucking really sucks. Right. It makes. Me I really cannot find my pulse. It makes me appreciate the Shonda Rhimes of the world. You're not dead. I can see you. You're fine. You're okay. Your pulse is there. It's just not though. So anyway, I'm with August on this one. (laughs) It's just not. My pulse is not there. (laughs) You're imagining. This is not there. Okay, let's go back. Who could have done such a thing? But then I found this photo in your car. Oh, she found that photo in me. Her car. And your grandmother. You went back there. You killed him. You should have left. I didn't know he was in her car. I don't want to save yourself. Maybe that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> this is a life piece of selfishness. Yeah. I don't like cowardice <laughs> and dishonesty. And only I can cure that. Oh. Selfless, brave, and true. He just said selfish, cowardice, and dishonesty. Just mm-hmm. the opposite of all three of those words. Science. Just me. I care about the people in this town. And if you wanted the dragon's little bit of magic, well, you have hit the motherload here, and you are not going to harm anyone to get it. I'm going to warn them. <laughs> no. Right there, she should just be like, you know, you'd be a lot more intimidating if you weren't made of fucking wood right now. Yeah. You look stupid as hell right now <laughs> talking to me about threats. <laughs> you look like an idiot. <laughs> this is not credible. Right. Like, <laughs> I could just light a match and take you out right now. So Let's dumb. not. <laughs> okay. So, huge controversy on the internet. We know tasers can, like, a wood does not conduct electricity. This is super dumb. <laughs> Apparently, Edward Kisses had a problem with it, too. They didn't let him take it back. Whatever. We're just gone with it. He's like, I've been electrocuted, even though that's not physically possible. (laughs) Nobody's, like, turning human, right? Oh, no. But also, yes. I'm so sorry. Because he's not selfish anymore. Oh, he is. Yeah. Everything is going to be all right. spoilers (laughs) spoilers <laughs> like I wish this was more dramatic but it's not <laughs> right could you have projected that that's where this is going to go? Like he no. did a selfless thing. I know. Right? He was supposed to get a second chance. What happened? Someone killed him to stop him from telling us something. This his last dying breath to warn us. I will not let that be in vain. Oh. Okay. Oh. This was really bad. 
<laughs> Brave, truthful, and unselfish. Selfless. You're looking Don't for you selfless. <laughs> Henry. That's what Pinocchio was supposed to be. There's still hope. We need the blue fairy. I'm here, Henry. Oh, God. <sighs> My fucking God. This is awful. This whole scene. This like, is brave, the worst. Unselfish. We need the blue fairy, and she's like, "What? Did someone call my name? I gotta go." I will not let this be in vain. This is really bad. This might <laughs> be the worst scene in the entire series. After he sacrificed his life for Marcos, if his actions today were indeed brave, truthful, can you say and brave, truthful, right. and unselfish one more time, please? Just, again. Why didn't you just name it brave, true, and unselfish? <laughs> right. Did someone on set be like, selfless sounds stupid. Let's say unselfish. Okay, change it. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love how he goes back to being a little boy. <laughs> She's like, oh, was this thing stuck again. on the past? Stupid. You know, <laughs> Is it so that Geppetto can get a son and not an adult? Is it so August can stop carrying the burden of everything? Of being the scruffy hot guy because Neil's got it covered. Oh, I'm a real boy. <laughs> Does he so, remember everything? Is it, is it so that he can say I'm a real boy like the book? There's a lot of I got a lot of problems with this. <laughs> He's like, huh, where'd you come from? It's true. <laughs> oh boy. Better this time, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. That's... Oh, because she watched magic happen. I have to ask you a question. I need you to think real hard, okay? Before you turn into a little boy, you're trying to tell us something very important. Can we talk about how Emma has to throw away all of those feelings that she had for August? (laughs) Right? Sexual tension. I don't remember. This is, again, Twilight, very Jacob and Princess Esme vibes. Yes. (laughs) Alright, so he doesn't remember. Who cares? This whole thing was a fucking waste of time. This (laughs) was. This entire episode was a waste of time because they unwrote the whole episode. Now they're hogging. This is terrible. It's like Seventh Heaven. This is right. Doesn't it feel also, like a- Blue Fairy is stepmomming over there, walking hand in hand with Geppetto and Pinocchio. Okay. This is, this is even worth talking about, but I paused the whole episode just so we can talk about it. The goddamn wiki was like, he was supposed to say, this is not what you signed up for. And this says, this isn't what you signed up for, which didn't make it into. I was like, why the I hell did that someone four times. write this? I read that four times trying to figure out what the fuck was happening. And I was like, you know what? No. Listen to this. Listen to this. this. It says in the episode script, Neil says to Tamara, I know you didn't sign up for this. In the actual episode, he says, I know this isn't what you signed up for. Also in the script. Well, let me keep going with the show because this is a spoiler. I don't care. Uh, After Tamara tells, tells him that she loves him, she adds... And I'm not going anywhere. I'm like, that whole paragraph? Why did you write that? Because, yeah. Because an actor... Here's the thing. Here's what happens on a set. 
an actor will say the line 400 times because they want to shoot it in every angle over the shoulder and groups and blah, 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 blah. So the actor basically memorizes the essence of the scene and not the exact words of the scene because very, very famously, certain directors and certain screenwriters will say, um, you said, uh, and that was actually an and Aaron Sorkin of the West Wing. He used to literally get to actors and be like, so that scene was perfect, except you said the, and it's actually, um, uh, then <laughs> and he would like put like every single syllable of every word he wrote in the script he wanted them to say verbatim very famously most oh sets actors just go kind of and then the director goes yeah that's good enough and then they move on so the fact that he changed you didn't to it isn't is not wiki worthy no <laughs> and it made me so angry to look at that and be like are you serious with this note right now like what are you getting at you pointed that out for why <laughs> that's not a, and they listed it as an abandoned idea as in, this was deleted from the show. The stupidest. Get out of here. Anyway, I made a bit out of it, I should have. What I signed up for is you. Oh my God, spoiler. She says she loves him. I love you. Mm. Oh, I ruined it. Okay. Boo. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's funny. I mean, I would hope they would love each other. They're engaged. Right? right? <gasps> this is when they said backstory for tomorrow. This is what they meant. <laughs> just this one part of the show we're in this is 2011 august is back from hong kong in new york city why do you know this because there's a taxi cab behind them <laughs> that's why you know it's new york <laughs> let's keep going look better well, it's honking i'm turning back to wood neil which means that emma's in the storybook going there aren't you i gotta get her to break the curse to stop what's happening to me she breaks ah. the curse. My father's gonna remember who he is and come looking for me. Flip side, oh. you get to see him again. Oh. Not sure she he knew that too. You never know. What? I'm sorry. Did he broken, meet tomorrow within the last six when months? When the curse is broken, I'll send you a postcard. She's been just watching. She's watching in a compact. She walks over to Neil. So I'm sorry. He got engaged within six months. <laughs> right. She's walking directly towards me. She has a coffin. No lid. Oh, she walked directly into him. Blouse covering. So sorry. Are you okay? That's me. I'm, I'm... <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> That's not me. What just happened? What's happening? No, that's not me. Like, it's not playing. Where's this oh, coming from? I know where it's coming from. <laughs> it's coming from inside of Audition. I didn't mute that line. That is amazing. <laughs> that So I have it. <laughs> For some reason, a part of me thought that that was a part of the show for like 0.2 seconds as soon as the coffee hit i was like oh they're gonna like really exit out of this sitcom style being like and tamara and neil met oh my god that is the single funniest thing that has happened on this podcast ever period and then it got so aggressively loud let me explain let me explain i really apologize 
So, <laughs> so that track is sitting on the top waiting for my edit after the show is recorded. And instead of soloing my track, I just muted one. So all the tracks were live. So when it got to that part, it just started. It's at 2.56. It just started playing. And I thought it was coming from my stream deck to which I started playing and stopping the music. And it was not doing anything. So that was crazy. Incredible. That was truly incredible. I feel like I have to put this in the show now so everyone can experience a masterpiece. Just, yeah, that should be in the show. Because that was the most ridiculous thing to literally ever happen on the show. I I'm so sorry. No, it's so funny. That was okay. hilarious. Oh my god! I, it literally sounded like we were just like, oh, all right, and we hit one a.m. So we're gonna leave now. Like, yeah, it, just, it was the end of the SNL show, and the fact that our show ends with SNL makes that even funnier because <laughs> it is truly show and new music. I literally was like, oh, they're in New York, you know, that that's oh where God, they met. Is, like, I just really thought York that was the end of the episode. <laughs> like, are they standing in front of 30 Rock right now? Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to rewind. Yeah, it's rewind oh God, time. I have the samples playing right now. Hold on. Here we go. Yeah, it's rewind time. That was the scariest thing. Can you imagine being a, like a radio host? No. Like, and like pushing the wrong button and that shit happens on the air like that's just that just happened to me all right we're rewinding august is leaving talking to neil which was a bomb of a, that's the other thing i was like reeling from this bomb he just dropped he's like i'll send you a postcard when everything's cool and i was like what and then this shit started like right at that of all moments to like for that to happen right okay let's try again <laughs> let's try again jesus uh neil just left I'm never gonna get over that. Tamara is walking very aggressively towards me. Oh my god, coffee all over. She also did this. She like poured it on herself. That's me. I'm, I'm in a hurry. I'm late for work. Oh. Here, you know what? Take my scarf. It'll cover up the stain. It's perfect. Thank you. It's perfect. Nobody would you ever accept you, that. You don't say it's perfect. Story. That's not. Thank you. I'm Tamara. I still can't get over the SNL music playing over them, like slapstick, stupid scene. It's also a bad scene. We gotta talk. Honestly, the SNL music kind of on our. It did. I'm sorry I lied to you about your dad. Thank you, finally, Jesus Christ. Took, took I you promise enough. I will never lie to you again. Can you not say that you're good? Away. You're gonna lie I to know. him again. I <laughs> won't. <laughs> You should have said, sometimes I have to lie. Live with it. <laughs> I'm an adult. Yeah, that's a kid. heavy. Yeah. When you become an adult, you'll lie to people too. Shut up. <laughs> this loft? <laughs> this loft is crazy. Yes. But before I do, you have to promise you won't get mad. That always means good news. I promise. <laughs> I like their relationship is so real <laughs> last week I went to Regina's house and confronted her are you are you out of your mind you promise not to you promise I can see that she could have killed you I know I, that's why I went so she would kill me 
You sound crazy. I could barely breathe. I told her to end it, and she ripped out my heart. And when she took it out, my heart, David, it has started to blacken because of what I did. Why didn't you tell me? Because telling you makes I'm things real. I'm you now. Believe it wasn't. <laughs> that I could find a way that to stop like it. That was yesterday, dude. That redemption was possible. Uh, yes, look at August. But it cost him everything. Did they just put August in so that she would have an example of someone who would cost everything yeah. too? Mm. You are not him, Mary Margaret. And you sure as hell aren't Regina. Which means those are not the only two options. It's a good answer. And also in a way, I know it. What makes you so sure? Because I'm Prince Charming and that's kind of my thing. This stuff. <laughs> and I know it better than anyone. Oh. God, I love them. <laughs> I really do. I genuinely really do love them. It's a good husband. Tell me it's not a good husband. That's her? The phone said her. Oh. H-E-R. I do hate when they do. So, again, who's responsible for that thing that he has to pick up? The props department. Who's responsible okay, for the thing so that goes on that stupid. thing? Yeah, horrible. And nine times out of ten, that graphic is added by the post-production department afterwards, right? And that thing, think about what this this episode was. They spent... That, that that animation with August should have taken six months. They probably, if I'm guessing, maybe had a week and change to turn over this episode. <laughs> so when they got to this graphic, they were like, fuck it. Uh, Her. Woman. <laughs> and they were just like moved on, right? Because they had so many... Gra- I mean, that's that's honestly... I mean, I know it sounds stupid, but that's really what happens when, when they make these episodes. like. They're just like, we don't have any more bandwidth for this. Let's just do Is the director not here? Fine. It's going to say her. We're moving on. <laughs> like, they're like, it's girl. They could have put anything in there. It would have just been unknown. Like, it's why you see really stupid things on some graphics. Uh, I, God, I forgot his name. I'm so upset. But the guy from this one guy, one special effects artist who did all of the special effects in every single episode of The Good Place. And they actually interviewed him several times on the podcast. Oh, and they're yeah. like, how in the hell? It's like David something. How in the hell did you do like random sparkle glass made unicorn who prounces around and does this and like all these like, random like demons and like all these things. And he's like, yeah, I just have my kids run around and I film it with my iPhone and I send it to the network. That's a real story. Every single show, they would give him a, a shot list. Oh, you've talked about this before. About all the shots they wanted him to do. And he goes, cool. I bring my kids and they get all excited and they're like, who am I? I, am I cheaty? And they like get excited about who they're going to play. And they literally, he blocks it out with the kids. He sends it to the network and goes, I'm thinking like this. And he's like, yeah, he's going to move over here and he's going to do this thing. And he sends the, and every, so they have a catalog of library of videos of this guy's kids. Neednoggle. That's his name. David Neednoggle. Which is what a ridiculously insane name for a visual effects director. <laughs> yeah. Wow. David Neednoggle. He did all of them by himself. And he has like a team of people. Right, who does kind of like work on stuff, but yeah. like he's he's the one responsible for every single one. And every single time they write the script, they shoot it on like a Tuesday, and they'll be like, "Yeah, by the way, this is airing next Wednesday." <laughs> and they'll be oh like, "Oh my cool. gosh!" Edit it, do the graphics, do all that stuff, and that that's how TV shows are done. They're really tight, like week yeah. to week, you know. So this entire episode, that much CG, everything else in this. That, the, think about every single time you see the clock tower. That's a CG element that has to be tracked into the scene. All that shit. Oh you know what yeah. I mean? Every single time. Do you notice no clock tower in this? 
Yeah, they had their hands full. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Are, these are the things that uh, that I am thinking when I watch TV shows and film because I'm in the industry. Yeah. I look at that and I go, holy shit, how do they do that? <laughs> they, right. they did good. You know, like everybody else is looking at the actors and I'm like, oh man, that visual effects guy like really killed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it says her. Hey, this is great. Why haven't you called me back? Where are you? Who's her? Knock, knock, knock. It's because I'm right here. Right here. Her. Is it her? The caption fucking said her. Oh my god, they're gonna make out. I don't have much time. Neil's in the show. Why does tomorrow no break? Then let's not waste them. No. I knew it. Oh god, that's how the end of the episode? I'm so mad at this right now. I'm troubled. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. I mean, this was an episode. Well, we watched a show. Uh, this is what I have to say about that. This right here. Yeah. This goes out to all our fallen homies, yo. Come on. Come on. You know why? Are we pouring one out to the old August? No, we're pouring one out to how dead this awful script is. Okay, yeah. That this episode's could. terrible. Right, that, sounds, that sounds right. <laughs> it's literally terrible. Spot on. Uh, terrible dead in the water. Episode. Dead in the water. Uh, do you have overview thoughts before we get into our next our stuff? No, let's just... Me neither. MVPs. <laughs> Yuck. That's what I said. It's MVP. <laughs> MVP of wait, what are we doing? So story so obviously what what past and present, right? So August's past, including tomorrow, and storybook present. Yeah? Okay. MVP of storybook. Is there is there an MVP? This might be the first episode where there is no MVP for anything. The blue fairy? Is she though? She turned him back into a child. Yeah. You had one job. Geppetto Just make for him coming not be clean. Wood. Geppetto for coming clean. I'll give the MVP to Geppetto for coming clean. That's the best we can do. Okay. Uh, what about the MVP of August Pass? The dragon, because he's cool. The dragon. That's yeah, it. That's cool. all we got. The dragon okay. for being badass, but not actually even doing anything MVP worthy. Just, okay. yep. just for the cool effect of smoke coming out of his nose, because he didn't even do anything other than float towards tomorrow and then die pathetically okay yeah great lvp of <laughs> present day storybrook uh greg greg simply for the line well then let's not waste any time and then making out with tomorrow in the last 10 seconds of the episode yeah also, I like how they're trying to establish drama in the yes. last 10 seconds, and it failed horribly because I don't care about Greg. I don't care about Tamara. No. I don't care about their weird love relationship that I like. These are two characters I like. I'm not like, ooh, how I'm like, mi- like, there is mystery around why they know each other, but immediately, right, I'm like, but can the- you? It doesn't kill even these characters make sense. Off no, it doesn't make sense at all. And it will. They do explain it. But right now, the mystery right now, at the I, end of this no. episode is stupid. Anyway, LVP 
of past storybook tomorrow tomorrow because, oh, this is, this is she sucks honorable mention overall literally no one gets no guinea guinea gets the honorable mention Guinea. Sorry, Snow gets the, wait. Well, no, Guinea gets the outstanding performance from an actor because okay. she really did Guinea, play troubled really well. Guinea gets outstanding performance. I'm giving Charming the honorable mention for I that, love that scene with Snow. That was really beautiful, and it was short and it was isolated, but I love that. Honestly, MVPs and LVPs are stupid and they can suck it. They were dumb. Honorable mention and outstanding performance are the only two real MVPs that matter this week, which is really troubling. Charming yeah. and Guinea. 100%. I agree. Oh, I'm kind of upset. All right. Well. Okay. The second annual Mr. Gold's Gold Star in the Field of Excellence. This is fucking stupid. I hate this episode more than anything I've ever watched in my life. All right. What do you rate this episode? This was this two is, stars. This, <laughs> so bad. I we don't waited, even. Like, how many consecutive. Miranda, can you please tell us in the Discord how many consecutive five plus episodes we had this season in a row, back to back? Everything involving Cora. They kill off Cora, and they're like, we're going to make an August episode. This is the worst thing since the worst episode of season one we've seen. I'm so mad at this. This was so bad. Am I like am I making this up? Am I crazy? Just first no, blush, like, like first impression doesn't feel good, right? This is a shitty episode. Am I being too hard? I think two up two stars feels fine. It's not a one star episode, right? No, I mean Okay, how okay, wait, wait. I asked this. How much does Guinea playing troubled add to the episode? Two like point two, point five? I'm I'm literally giving it two stars and that's it. <laughs> Isla does not like to compartmentalize our ratings. She likes project project base. I feel yeah. I have to like just feel it. Because I'm just thinking like the only things that were redeeming were Guinea, were charming, were Henry trying to play the angle on Neil, were Neil really honestly being an innocent character in this entire thing and trying to be honest, right? Frankly, like he he's, he's he is trying to like he has all of the potential to be shitty. And every time he's trying to do the right thing, he's trying to be yeah. a good dad. He's trying to be a good ex, I guess, to, to Emma. He's and he's trying to like not hide Tamara. He's trying to like bring Emma and Tamara together. And he's a stupid guy, so he did it the wrong way. But he's trying. Yeah. And, I, and that effort, I think, counts for something. And so all of those things to me add up to two stars from zero. And there's nothing else redeeming about this. The script is terrible. The, <laughs> the pacing is terrible. The story is awful. I don't care about these characters. Like August's backstory, the things that they filled in with August are cool. I like the fact that they did try to say at the moment, I wish they had told it differently. I wish they had showed us that moment that Emma puts the keys down at the hotel and then send us to Thailand and then go the moment that she decides to stay, the moment the clock changes from 15 to 16. Oh, yeah, is, that would is be when, sick. Is when August's clock goes from not 14 to 15. This is the other problem I had. It's when it went from 15 to 16, when it finally moved on from the age 15, that also, things in the town started to change. Right? Also, if we really want to be technical about this, it was not 8.15 in Thailand and 8.15. Oh, they talk about that. They the talk about time. that. Absolutely. They definitely talk about that. 8.15 in the morning and they make it look like he's waking up. That is horribly also stupidly offensive to dumb americans who don't understand how time zones work yeah that's terrible you're totally right 
I think because I remember reading something about that. Where they were like, like I think it was like a TV review or something. With like, yeah, I guess we'll go with it, but no way. But no, but no. Why is that not so, in the wiki? Yeah, it wasn't. That feels not nothing. Like nowhere. Are they like, hey, this is really stupid? They don't. Eat, let me see if they like bring out like Phuket or something. Anything? Phuket. Okay. Land without magic. It's partially an illusion to what? Phuket is partially an illusion to Pleasure Island from the Disney film Pinocchio. This is supposed to be the place they go on their donkeys. Mm. That actually makes a lot of sense. So, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> I was internet completely just crashed <laughs> so i will be wrapping up the show by myself i did get a chance to look at the uh phuket thailand stuff and apparently when we first get introduced to phuket uh in the stranger august description is it's a beautiful amazing island full of pleasures the perfect place to lose oneself which apparently all of that is an allusion to the Pinocchio story uh, as the, the kind of, you know, the place where all the donkeys kind of go, um, you know, to go lose yourself and like be a kid and be whatever. And anyway, uh, so yeah. And, and the, the, t interestingly enough, the title of the episode, the lost episode where we talk about where Jack goes to Thailand, it's called stranger in a strange land. Uh, and the fact that they named the once upon a time episode, the stranger where Phuket was first mentioned was, no coincidence. Uh, so anyway, that was the little Phuket stuff. But Isla says goodbye to everybody. Uh, she apologizes for her ra internet randomly going out. But uh, that's a that was a weird episode. And I don't know. It was not like the best. But that's okay. It's okay. We still had a good time watching it. And uh, now we will just watch really quickly the next episode, which is episode two... Um, Sorry, season two, episode 19, which is entitled Lacey. So we'll go ahead and really quickly watch that as soon as I can bring it up on the screen. Here we go. All right. Here goes nothing. What shall we do now, your majesty? Kill them all. Find me, Snow White. The powers of good may finally be destroyed. Stryper isn't safe. All new next Sunday, experience the first of three new episodes. You really are as dark as people say. As the battle to save magic continues, oh. there will be suffering. A brand new hero arrives. He goes by... Robin Hood. A lion will be forged. How can you help me? We know how to kill magical creatures. And a family is torn apart. All magic comes with a price. It's ah, all leading up to the Spellbinding season finale. Once upon a time. All new next Sunday at 8, 7 central on ABC. Oh boy. Okay, so. <laughs> first things first. First things first. I am so mad that I was not here because that guy who's called Robin Hood took his, his, his hood off and the person who is underneath that hood, his name is Tom Ellis. 
I know him from a show called Miranda, which is a UK sitcom from a comedian, and he plays like a love interest on there. And what most people know him as in America is Lucifer. Tom Ellis is Lucifer Morningstar in the show Lucifer. So that's crazy. I did not remember that. <laughs> so that's actually really exciting. And I'm really sad that uh, Isla's not here because that's like her favorite show. So i mean that's next week that's gonna be wild that's gonna be really really crazy <laughs> i'm i'm actually i mean that actually does look like it's gonna be a good like ramp up to the next uh the, the you know the, the the end of the season um the the title lacy is really referring to like a bell storyline which as i recall is not the best but that's okay it doesn't matter that promo as it is actually looks pretty good so I'm 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 gonna reserve my judgment and wait for next week. But this week was not. It was finally the first of so many five star episodes that just like tanked. Um, so anyway, uh, if you would like to call into the show, we're in the outros now. I gotta play the music, right? Um, if you would like to call into the show, it's two zero seven five three six eight five one two. If you want to email, it's thesbcpod at gmail.com. On Instagram, you can hit us up on our DMs, thesbcpod. On Insta, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash thesbcpod. Uh, you can hit us on our personal Instagrams. We have our Discord, which is a, a, a link that's in our show notes if you want to join the conversation after the fact. Uh, the Discord is totally where it's at. It is a completely 100% free uh, web app. You can also download the mobile app to go on there, which a lot of people do. But that's where we're all talking. That's where the party is. So if you want to join us uh, in the after show conversation, uh, definitely join us up on Discord. And until next time... All magic comes with a price. All shows come with a podcast. See you guys in the Enchanted Forest. Stay gold. Stay rumple, everybody. See you later. Peace. Bye.